in the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Looking to buy or sell a home? Look no further than Alaska's number one real estate team at alaskashometeam.com. Decades of local experience, knowledge, and expertise in the competitive real estate market. Alaska's home team makes buying or selling your home a breeze. Give them a call today at 907-277-3777. Lady with the Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings, retreats, birthdays, bridal, and baby showers. Find Lady with the Plan on Instagram. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th. Handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska. Built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products, such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Like one street light pole and one light pole in the middle of a park. $25,000 for just the light pole. Yeah. Uh, you can oh buy the light separately. <laughs> That's not How much am I paying for light? that? Light's not included. <laughs> Welcome to the Alaska Wild Project podcast episode number 48. Today we have the legendary Jay Liska in the house, a.k.a. Jay's Ooh, Alaska. Thank you for coming through, Jay. Hell yeah, Jay. Well, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Super stoked to have you on, man. It's going to be a fun time. Oh, boy. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so when's the, when's the assembly run? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, we'll see. Um, <laughs> you know. Hey, hey, Jay, a little, little closer. I think uh, 
Everybody in this room's property tax went up, so go. might be soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need you. I think about everyone on that might need to be replaced. So on that assembly, little. I was just going to say it. <laughs> yeah. Jay Liska for assembly. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah. well, what year is that going to be? Well, 20? we'll see. You know, I think I looked it up. They could pay like ninety grand, like retirement, like your retirement job. Yeah. It's oh, like, oh, I'll just be assembly dude. Show up a couple Tuesdays a month and get ninety grand a year. What? Yeah. And then you, just you don't even have to listen to what the people of the community want. Mute, just mute, <laughs> just mute the mic. <laughs> like you guys might be doing that to me. Like cut Jay off. <laughs> uh, no, I, I kind of have a hard on for it because of all the COVID stuff. So I mean, it's like how many times does my business have to get shut down for it? So you know, man, yeah, that's all. Did the sanding business get shut down because COVID? No. <laughs> no. Essential. AKJ Services is just pumping out the sand. <laughs> it's been a good uh, year for you this winter, huh? Well, I just started it, and it's oh. kind of like you need tax write-offs. you got to have a tax write-off. So Definitely. if you want to write off some your truck and this and that and, and do some sanding. And I live in Bear Valley, so my driveway is n- super gnarly, 1,000 feet of you know death on ice so get sanded first gets first sanded and (laughs) might have some for someone else yeah and then you you know i just got on the the, um get on that next door app and get the you know your customers in that little neighborhood and i just try and focus up on the hillside and Mm. and that Mm. yeah but i do come around downtown too are you driving uh like a heavy duty pickup truck and dragging one around you got like any equipment no it's i just got like a yard and a half on a three-quarter ton com oh. diesel commons are you running chains or something on some of those really gnarly icy days to get in around bear valley you have to chain up to get to these people because well the larsa limited road service area they wow. won't they they're so slow they can't you know if they would sand the road i could get to the person's driveway but that's not happening i have mm-hmm. to chain up just to get to their driveway What's your favorite part about living up there in Bear Valley? I know what the least favorite is, is the wind. Yeah. I mean, Uh, this weekend, sun Monday night, mm -hmm. 100 mile an hour winds. Uh, Another house on my street, you know, it's a two-story house. Well, now it's a ranch. The top level. (laughs) What? Yeah. Oh, And the other ones, the roof's gone. Was everyone all right? No, it's kind of like was um, in... Just a repair to begin yeah, yeah. with. Okay, all right. Nobody was living there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. God. But it finally <laughs> collapsed. I've been watching it for about a year, and now it's a ranch. Yeah. yeah. Damn. Uh, but my favorite, mm, probably just the being in town, but being out of town also. Because yeah. once you get up, get up in there, up in Bear Valley, it's you know kind of like. You're in the valley. Or yeah. Nobody really comes and bugs. No, no it's no nice. crackheads, panhandlers up yeah. in there. And even like, there's yeah. not very many people that even go like hiking up there. You know, it's like the neighborhood's the one that hikes up there. That's true. But since, you know, the park service started charging you five bucks to park, people, uh, people coming yeah, up, you up don't have to pay to park. Up back Black Bear? Not that? Bla- not that one. Uh-huh. That's not state. I'm talking like flat top. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Flat top, five bucks. And, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. I used, to, I used to take girls up there and go smoke weed in Bear Valley. Let's watch the sunset. <laughs> yeah. Let's watch the sunset together. Yeah, yeah it's pretty <laughs> nice up the there. Back of my truck. There's some good <laughs> spring skiing and snowboarding up there, too. Yeah, we, we hiked. Well, I, was, I, was, uh, I used to do a TV show called Northern Border TV. 
but uh, I and I when more oh, the friend of mine died, and so he was in some of the TV show. Uh-huh. So for his family, I started going through all the tapes. I actually have them transferred, and on, they're going to start popping up on AKJ's nice. Alaska. Nice. And I come across this one tape. We hiked a rail up to Brewster's Gully in oh, Bear Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set up the rail, and we're all well, me and all these kids are hitting this rail. I mean, I'm like. I don't know, I'm 30-something years old and hiking a rail up to a snow patch in Bear Valley. It's, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, there's some there's some fun skiing up there. Yeah, so get is. it before the wind. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of just like a nice little secret honey hole. Yeah. You know, yeah. for the spring skiing. Yeah. People look at it and like, oh, I don't know if I want to. Like the whole, like, road, it's kind of hard to find. Yeah. So a lot of people don't find it. Yeah, they drive by it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty easy to drive by it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the winds were ferocious just even the last couple nights, too. Yeah. I, I, th- I think about that, too, man. I, I mean, it's gnarly, and I'm down at the bottom right by Elmore. Right. And it gets ripping through there, and I always think about the folks up in Bear Valley. I mean, there's just no stopping that wind as it rips out of the Chugach. Shaking yeah. the walls. So I bought, a, I bought a boat. Just like, a funnel. This oh. like a Sea Runner. This an older Sea Runner, you know, two-stroke. And... uh <laughs> I bought a Connex to put it in because I know oh. in Bear Valley there's no way. Your boat's going to fly. My boat was, other boat was rolled over in the yard. So I bought a Connex, put the boat in the Connex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I got a one ton Ford van, parked it next to it, and chained the Connex to the van so the wind don't blow over my Connex. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <I'm> serious. <laughs> That's, uh. and I'm prepared, you know. Yeah. So it blew 100 Monday and. A little bit of my rubber roof came off of my Connex as a rubber roof on top of it. Mm. A little bit peeled back, but other than that, held up. She's all windproofed out. I mean, you got to point your snow machine the right direction. If you park it the wrong way, the cowling's coming off. And oh, um, yeah. It, yeah. Every little thing you leave in the yard, you better <laughs> have thought which way it's <laughs> facing. Because the wind always blows east. Right. It blows or, east. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that was going to be yeah. my question. Off the mountain, down, kind of. You know, like turning an arms of the funnel, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm kind of on the edge of the funnel, so it's all coming, cresting over and just yeah. pounding you. Yeah, man, we scouted out the sweetest house like a month ago up there for the meat party. Absolutely perfect. The owner or manager was cool with having the the feed there, and I was like, all right, I'm gonna go drive up there and scout it out. I haven't been to Bear Valley in a couple of years. Rolled up in there, and I'm cruising, cruising. I'm like, hell yeah, this is all good. And it's like the first or second hard 90, and then it does another 90. It does like two 90s, and then goes hard right up this guy's driveway, like 200 yards, and it's just like a hill. I'm like, nah, dude. Like trying to have, you know, 50, 60, 70 people and trying to come up there and park and have a well, dinner party, it was. We just got to have AKJs yeah. and come sand it up. I mean, first. That's right. I don't send it, no problem. Yeah, I mean, it just it to me, it just seemed kind of like hard to think of like getting up there, getting settled in, everybody blocking their cars in, and then like, you know, folks trying to get out of there and go home. I don't know. We I, could have know. some like X Games on it though. We could bring ice skates, like make a track to get up, yeah. and then we like ice skate down to our cars at the end of the night. Yeah, we'll just bring the four wheeler with the winch and just winch folks up. Man, well, the setup <laughs> and the, like the layout of the house is like a lodge, and then it's just got the sickest view of town. I was like, fuck, man. Does it have a hot tub? 
I think it does. Oh, dude. I'm oh, in. man. <laughs> we might have to revisit that one now that we have the I mean, it'd be sanitary. cool if you guys just went out. Yeah, we might. We got a we got a guy on the inside there in the valley. Um, oh, yeah. But it, it was, I mean, it's everything that we want. It's yeah. just, you get to the driver, you're like, fuck. I don't know, man. Yeah. Well, and when yeah. the cops come, we can just run to Jay's house. Totally. So they ain't catching yeah. us in the yeah. woods, man. Yeah, I got a rope tow in my yard. You can just come over and do some shredding. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> you have a rope tow in the yard? Yeah, I got a rope tow in a snowboard park. And what, really? What's, what's a rope tow? You don't know what a rope tow is? I mean, refresh my memory. Well, like the original ski areas, like Mammoth started on a rope tow, a truck with a oh. rope wrapped around the rim, and you oh. hang on to the rope okay. and it pulls you up the hill, and then gotcha. you would ski it was like or the lift. snowboard. Yeah, it's a lift. Yeah. Okay. Like Arctic Valley still has it, right? Yeah, they got one. Yeah. yeah. What do you oh. have turning yours? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 72 Ford one ton dually. All right. 500 bucks. Nice. nice. I mean, no computers. Yeah. Always yeah. start it. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> right. Works every time. Yeah. For, I mean, it's been sitting there for 12 years. Fires right up. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> How long of a run is it? About 800 feet, 1,600 feet of rope. Uh huh. 800 feet, and, you know, you can get jibs, fun boxes, hit some kickers. and You get some neighborhood kids over there? Hey, I've had I come? 30 kids on rope on the rope toe ripping yeah. and um, a lot of, like, pros from Dover. You know, pros from Dover from right. MASH, that, uh-huh. that's so funny. <laughs> pros from Dover show up and kill it, you know. Some east, some east side or east, uh, east coast folk? Uh, no, just the local rippers from around oh, town. Oh, gotcha. They come up and they crush it and kind of motivate you, you know, old as dirt to like, oh, yeah, I can front board that again. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to switch front board that. And then it's all like, oh, I only got one ACL. And, <laughs> and then you limp around for a week after that. It was a good time. Just punish yourself. <laughs> it's something in your brain that clicks when when other people are ripping like and they're getting stoked they're, and you're all like oh yeah I, or you think in your mind i was doing this shit for 30 years but what these kids ain't even 30 years old and then you're like and you just start throwing down it's kind of mentally crazy yeah crazy. So, some muscle memory the body just takes over and just does the work and you're like ah, i'm gonna hurt later <laughs> you know maybe you envision it or i always think back well like um uh, when well, I tell when I'm trying to coach or whatever, somebody asks me how to do something like, if you you're in running a jump on a snowboard or skis, and you're coming up the jump and you think you're gonna wad up and fold up like a lawn chair, yeah, you're gonna fold up like a lawn chair. That's right. If you in running and you're like, I got this. I've been doing this for thirty years and fifty years, and then you generally kill it. Yeah. So it's kind of along those lines maybe yeah you gotta keep that mental uh, positive energy yeah going you gotta envision it yep yeah i never envision it very good on jumps and i always fuck up <laughs> so you get it all mapped out and then it doesn't go the way you thought I'm, it would dude i'm like man i my parents should have put me in gymnastics like i always have some sort of excuse now a cliff is the other way so like i land right on oh, the cliff. drop those yeah but man when it comes to jumps i just look silly <laughs> Although I was I was tearing up the train park with the five year olds this last weekend, so where at? Uh, just at chair three. Nice. Yeah, at Alley. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, yeah they have so, the train parks are legit now. I know, dude. So fun. Yeah. Nothing to prove. Just like, oh, I'm killing it. 
totally, dude. It's like I didn't fall down. Well, he's got a lot to prove. He's got his kids watching, man. He's kind of. I'm just like, go faster. It's like, watch, I'll go faster. And so I'm just trying to get him to go faster. Yeah. That's it. Did you, have you seen these snow bikers? Um, not in person. Oh, maybe I seen one at Arctic Valley last year. Maybe, but uh, I've seen them. I seen one for sale on Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, dude, it's like a posse down there. Oh, really? Yeah, dude. They it, allow them on the lifts. Yeah, yeah. That's... It reminds me of like growing up as a kid in the snowboarding community, starting to build, you know, and going into and build train parks and stuff. These guys are like all posseed up. They ride up the lift together. They're all filming. They're their tricks or really but, yeah but they're all like newbies you know like there's no pro guys yet at least at alaska is riding the tram or just share three or I, saw, anything? I had i had one that i passed um like at midway coming down yeah what is that show? four or six or whatever it's yeah. right down from four there it like splits and you can go right or left and there's a steeper one that you can curb back over to chair three there's a bike around that he was having a hard time i passed him on my skis and then i came around the corner and went to the park and there was a whole group in there i bet you that's super sick because you know how like mountain biking is kind of rough and if you wad up you're like damage yourself yeah but on a ski bike thing i had one back in the day but it was a little different than one now but it was homemade I'm, oh this homemade no it was your one no i got it at a trade show okay but anyways but like if you're on the snow riding a lift it's smooth oh yeah and then you can like slide sideways yeah yeah and slow down totally i bet you it's super sick is that how you stop you'd have to just like, yeah they were they were I don't think they they had like like, I don't think thing? they had like an underneath brake thing. I think that they were going to the side. Okay. Like a hockey stop, like a skid out. At least that's how they're stop at the bottom of chair 3 and that's how the dude was controlling himself down the steep section. Oh, okay. He was making it's these just like two skis on a bicycle frame. Yeah, so that's ski it. ski under the handlebars and then you're like on top of the back ski. Yeah, yeah, and then and it then has the like normal a two frame. suspension. It looks oh. just like a, a downhill bike frame except for skis instead of um um, but now, tires now are the pedals oh, okay i just the, pulled one the up the pedals on are permanently are, in place okay cool. so they're Foot like pegs. they're they were actually pedals oh really and they they were like separated like you know like you could put them in the position that you would want to be oh, in really? so like, like one dude had his like left and lower and then the back right one was like a little higher and back you know like how you would mountain bike and look up lens and they're bikes. locked in that position i think they can like pull a pin uh, or something and readjust lens but I would nice. like like my left foot forward, right, and then my right foot back, because that's how I take jumps on my mountain bike. I don't really on a mountain bike. I don't ski, really think about bike. it ever. But snowboarding, if your regular foot or left, yeah, you, there's definitely a, a foot you like better, better in the front, yeah. Yeah. like this right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, those are them. And and my left foot forward would be like me snowboarding. Because how, how much are those? I'm not sure. Put that one in the Click far on right. One of the those. far right. Yeah, that one. 1800 bucks oh, oh damn i bet someone rents them maybe it'd be cool to go try it you know what yeah. dude i don't ski or snowboard never have in my whole life but i would certainly you would do that fucking a i would really yeah that looks fun dude. i saw this no, they have like YouTube. a really badass shock on the front and on but the he's back. got a helmet on dude throw a chest protector on in case you do the good old Little chest, chest smash, and yeah, dude. So the ones They're I saw rip. were a little different than that. That's like the peg style that, that Jay's talking about. Oh, it's got the, suspension. They they all had suspension except for the ones I saw actually had real pedals. Like this one has real pedals. 
So how are the how is the posse like getting those up there? They're just like so just they, holding them. So they have to have like this leash that they hook to the lift, and oh. then they take like two. It's on like a carabiner, mm. and then they take two two people and two of those per lift. So they kind of like take up more space instead of four mm. people on the lift, which is kind of annoying. But I know they won't. I don't think they allow snow skating. I know. I I mean that. It kind of chaps my ass that they allow that and not snow skating. Snow what, is that like the little the little ski? Snow skating is like a skateboard with a ski oh. underneath on a sub deck. Oh, why wouldn't wow. you allow that? Well, it's coming. I mean, snow skating has been around for over twenty yeah, years, right? Right. Yeah. But Alieska, I don't know. Well, they're Canadian known now, so maybe they're a little more friendly about friendly. That. But the yeah. last I checked, because snow skating chair three, like you're talking in the yeah. on the park, yeah, it'd be insane. Be yeah. like. Wave here, just butter your muffin, and it would be on. Yeah. <laughs> it would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, those are cool, though. I didn't realize they're almost two grand. So, well, I'll tell you what, I'll take it. my $100 one at home, get some of those old skis, and just yeah stick it on there yeah good equipment's a crutch for the talentless anyway well what's cool is that that somebody like made that prototype. They just took like a BMX frame and someone broke the ice and like made that thing right yeah that's all it is i mean <laughs> i know you got a couple of bikes laying around in the shed back there i do i, yep. I do i have two or three i you like the cruiser guy. on the left cruiser it has like a cruiser style oh the handlebars yeah yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool where's yeah. the where's the brake handle there's no yeah. <laughs> you put your foot down they look like they'd be fun Just for the park what you do yeah. I want to stop. <laughs> just point, man. Just, just point. You don't stop. Yeah. You get to the bottom. I'm yeah, trying to think about fun. like you know when you're when you're on a flow trail, you're just killing the flow trail. Yeah, yeah. And how the G, you get the G here, the G there, yeah, and yeah. you just like, and and so then I think about if I was on snow, like how would I get that like ripping carving feeling? Yeah, yeah. And like I I don't quite see it like that. Yeah. It's it's kind of bicycling but skiing. Yeah. I haven't seen anyone rip it like that yet. Uh, it, like I just have seen him like screwing around the park and the other dude seemed kind of like he was kind of struggling going down like a blue. Yeah. You know, b black anywhere else but a blue trail at Alaska. Uh, <coughs> but I mean, it seems newer. I hadn't seen him last year there. So yeah. somebody's going to get him figured out and start ripping. Well, yeah. And it seems like the stance is like, like back, you know. Yeah, what I'm it's, it's not like, like level downhill, downhill like hunched over. Yeah. yeah, it's like a downhill trick bike, you know, like jump bike. It's like a more like a BMX kind of style. There you go. Yeah, that's cool. Well, we'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you're taking those jumps, your your ass is off that thing. Yeah. Jay, let's jump back into the history, man. Yeah, mm -hmm. some of that Liska history. Ooh. All right. Um, some of that borderline Ooh. days. Oh yeah. Back then, let's just. Let's. Uh, I want to hear how all that got started with you and uh, your brother, and then your missing brother who's back. And yeah, like, <laughs> like maybe that. like how, the, how you started snowboarding. Like, that was the first thing, right? Snowboarding before. Oh borderline. wow! Oh yeah, that's a good story. Let me let me think how I can tell it and still have a assembly career. <laughs> <laughs> so back in the day on the east side, east, east side. side well, uh, there this guy named um, 
Rick Malone had a, had a snowboard shop near East High School called New Frontier Sports. And, uh, and this was when snowboarding just first infancy. And he had a bunch of rental boards. What year, I, what year would you say? Around. Let's see if I graduated in eight and 80, 81. All right. Like um, just 80 to 85. No, I had, we had to have a car. We had to have a car and we were getting in lots of trouble. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, around 82 or something, maybe, maybe when you're a freshman in school, you can drive, huh? Sophomore, sophomore, sophomore. Somewhere in there, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh Uh-oh. Cancel that. (laughs) <laughs> and so there was a new frontier snowboard shop. We knew a guy named there and it worked. His name was Brad Puckett. And we, he says, come on over after, after about w- w- uh, noon and uh, you can take anything you want. And we, we'll just say we bribed him a little bit with whatever was going on in the eighties. <laughs> and uh, we take any, take any board you want. And uh, I mean, I wrote everything. I wrote like the prop, the barfoot. Uh, flight was just on fire, and we you, they wouldn't let you at the ski area, so we just hike up Arctic Valley mostly. And I, I had a pit bull, and I'd I'd tie a twelve pack of beer between the bindings, and had a harness on the pit bull, and I just walk up drinking beer, and the dog would just pull the <laughs> beer up and and the board, and I'd be taking runs, and and that's how I started snowboarding. Did you ski before that? Yeah, or? I was skiing. Uh-huh. Um, uh, when there was three rope toes around town, there's one at Centennial, Russian Jack, mm. and then maybe there was only two, but it was only a dollar all day. Really, a dollar, and you if you had the same ticket, it's like dollar seasons pass. It's all like, <laughs> oh, he's got a ticket, just let him go. And so yeah, it was uh, you know you instead of go, dropping the kids off at Hilltop, it was drop them off at the rope toe. Um, like east side was Centennial Park. Yeah. That sledding hill. Yeah. That that was a, there's a rope toe on the far lookers left. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I learned yeah, to snowboard at Russian Jack on that tow rope. Yeah. At Russian Jack when oh, I first when I first wanted to try snowboarding, I went and I don't even remember where I got the snowboard from. A buddy's I borrowed it and I just went over there and tried. And of course, I tried to just hit a jump first thing. I don't even know how to yeah, ride yeah. it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm going to go down this thing and see if I can do a 360. <laughs> you did, you did, you imagine it right in your head? Oh, I, I yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I imagined it in my head right, and then I landed my, on my head. <laughs> I didn't give head up first. Though. I didn't so, give up. So were, were you skating before that, skateboarding? A little bit, not so much. Okay. More BMX, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it, you know, I didn't think about it till later on is, is like how I was going through like, well, why did you BMX and why did you skate? Why did you, why do you do these things? And it, you know, it all kind of revolves around adrenaline and dopamine and serotonin. It's yeah. all those. Cause if, if you're BMXing back in the seventies and you hit a jump and you just do a cross up, BMX was big. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and huge. somebody's like, oh, that was sick and blah, blah, blah. Or, and so you get a little hit of dopamine when somebody gives you a compliment. Oh, that's a nice shirt. Yeah, I feel so good. Oh, is that like that hat? You know, Mm -hmm. you get a little blast of dopamine and you don't really realize it or under think about it. Yeah. But, or if you wreck, if you eat (laughs) shit and hurt yourself and have stitches and your Uh bros come over and you're going to tell them the story, 
Same thing. Uh, yeah. Dopamine, baby. Dopamine makes the world go round. If you haven't <laughs> realized, if people don't realize that, it mm-hmm. dopamine is highly motivating to everything we're doing. That's right. That's right. That's it. And so, uh, yeah. Well, I let d- me add, before you continue with the story on the BMX thing, was the was the the thing behind uh, YMCA there? Yeah, the the brace track. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was a BMX racetrack over by YMCA on Lake Otis. Was there another one in those days, or was that the only one? I'm not sure about that, you know. That was – I never actually raced. I knew it was there. We'd just go ride it. But, <laughs> yeah, wait till uh, they close and go out there at night? Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think there was another one. Okay. All right. I didn't think there so. There wasn't really nothing on Lake Otis back then, huh? No, that BMX thing, that was like – That trailer park. The trailer park, yeah. That's funny. Oh, Another yeah, thing when you're a kid, right? I was post trailer, office. <laughs> trailer trash, right? And that term, when you're a kid in the trailer park, you'd go and you know play with the kids in the other rest of the neighborhood or whatever, or in the houses. Yeah. And you're in the trailer park. It's not until later you actually come to that term and you're getting judged that, oh, I was trailer trash. I mean, I was cool as shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you don't. When you're a kid, you don't understand that term, and yeah. and, and that's that was that's kind of interesting to me too. I'm all like, I don't get that, but yeah, life's like it, how you make it, man. Yeah, that's it. You know, yeah. shit. I I lived in a trailer in my day. So did I. I Penland Park. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's, what Penland Park is that the one on? Um, by um, Northway Mall. Yeah, same here. There. All right, there we yeah, go. There's about 14 <laughs> of us in there. You guys were neighbors. <laughs> we probably were. You guys had snowball fights against each yeah. other. Yeah. Damn, I hate the Colombians. They're so good at snowball. They just kick it at me. And they got like <laughs> 15 of them over there. <laughs> they got yeah, a guy on the team. One, that's it. We're all coming out here. <laughs> Air burrito over there. <laughs> oh, man. I did have a little Latin homie over there. I think his name was Noah or something like that. That's funny. Yeah. That's awesome. Shit, man, that's where the memories start, maybe, in the trailer park. So you go from the rope toe, and then what happens? Well, with, like with my brother, like we're all electricians, all of us. And so uh, we're both working. Um, Scott, my oldest brother, is my journeyman. I'm an apprentice. Oh, okay. So we're working in, like, these schools, doing fire alarm upgrades and this and that. And uh, I hear... Um, there's a road shot. Well, he had tried snowboarding once. Uh-huh. I took him up the Arctic Valley in the summer. Yeah. And we hiked up to the, there's only snow on the cornice. We hiked up to the cornice. Yeah. And he tried snowboarding. I made a few turns and then he tried it and it was all, uh, this is a fad. It's not cool. I can't say the other words I want to. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's lame. This is good. It's, it's never going to make it. Yeah. That was his first try. Yeah. So then we're working in the school, and uh, I find there's a road shot in Valdez, the road shot. Uh-huh. And I say, hey, and he's skiing. Dude, he's got, he's got Elon vocals. He's got a descent one-piece yeah. suit. Oh, yeah. All this, like, bougie stuff. And, yeah, yeah. And he's all this and that. And, and I'm snowboarding. <laughs> By this time, I got a couple snowboards and this and that. We go down there to Thompson's Pass Yeah. in April. And he's got a black tradesman van. Before Sprinter and all this crap, we went down there like me, my nephew, another kid, and a friend of mine went down there like five of us in the van. 
You know, no seatbelts. There's only two seats in the front. We're just all in the back just, po- well, not the kids, but we were partying and stuff and uh, camped out, just camped, yeah. winter camps. Yeah. And, oh, I bet. And uh, hit the road shot, and it's April, two feet of snow had fell. Ah. Two feet of corn snow on the road shot in Valdez. Mm-hmm. My brother's trying to ski it in his descent one piece in his tiger vocals. <laughs> He's just folding up like a lawn chair. Just he takes a couple runs, sunny day, epic. I'm snowboarding, just killing it. It's just like but you know, slush, just killing Rooster it. Rooster tailing everywhere. By the end of the day, he's just you guys just ski and stuff. I'll I'll drive the van. He's just driving up and down. So that night we go to um the Pipeline Club where Hazelwood got drunk. Uh-huh. And yeah. yeah, yeah. We go. It's closed now, man. You oh, it is. That? Yeah. <sighs> Isn't that lame? That is, that was the best place. Dude. Yeah. We old pipeline. Yeah, well, we go in there having some you know beers and a steak and stuff, and I'm like, hey, you got to try snowboarding again. It's epic up there, and uh, you got to try again. He's like, oh, okay. He so the next day, I taught him to snowboard on Thompson's Pass in one day. Really? Mm. Yeah. By the end of the day, he's killing it. I got high eight tape or something of him just making turns in a jean jacket, just. On a Sims half pipe, <laughs> just loving it. You just big old shit in and grit. Yeah, He's yeah. having a good time. He ate it up. Yeah. So we're both electricians and we have money from working Davis Bacon. You get money and you can put invest it in stocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you bring it all out, you get taxed. So we both had money in this investment things. And so, you know, it's a six hour drive back from Valdez or what for whatever. On the way back, me and him, we're all like, man, we need to invest in this snowboarding thing. This thing is going to go ballistic. It's going to grow. And we're like, we should just put all our money in Burton, buy stock in Burton. Mm. Well, you couldn't do that at the time. It was a private company. Private. Yeah, they were public, yeah. I don't think, I don't even know if they are now. But anyhow, yeah. um, you couldn't invest in any snowboard company right. in uh, oh. 88, something like that. Yeah. And so we're like, what else we let's open a snowboard shop. So me and him pulled all our money out and we started borderline in like 88 or 89 or something like that. Me and him. Where was the first store at? On Arctic and international right next to gold's gym. Well, the gold's gym is not there anymore, but it was I remember, gym. man, yeah. that's, that's a long Across time. from Garrett's. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is not Garrett's anymore. Oh, it's not. Yeah. They just sold. Now it's a car rock wash, I think. Oh, it is. Yeah. I think well, it's, no, like, it's still, it's something. I think it's just not like there's the flight deck. Yeah. It's just not the, the Garrett and the, the lady, the model. The the funny thing about that story, galley, and I didn't like I didn't think so. about it until <laughs> maybe I was forty or or something later on. Is that one day teaching my brother to snowboard uh-huh. changed both our entire lives? Oh yeah, wow. I wouldn't be right. sitting here t- probably talking to you guys if it wasn't for that one day. Learning you know, how to snowboard in Thompson Pass, teaching my brother, me and him yeah. get together, and and through that one day, it was a Sunday. We snowboarded, drove back, and we like we're opening a snowboard shop. And so, what he's doing, what I do, where we, what we've done, yeah, probably wouldn't have happened if it I didn't teach him that one day. It's hard to do something all on your own. Yeah, 
And he's like, you're just tired all the time. Right. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, that's I didn't think about that till later. So when that was eighty nine. 88, 89. I think that happened in 88, and we opened it in 89. I'm, oh, so I'm, as soon as you guys got back from that trip, you guys were that was a full go. So it was that was April, mm-hmm. like the end of the end winter. of the season, yeah. yeah. And so we had the summer kind of build we're, out, we're, we're order, order junk, and, and yeah. uh, open the storefront. Oh, what, my what, God. Scott was all in after that in terms of, like, his love for snowboarding, too. Oh, yeah. 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 And skateboarding and yeah yeah hell dude helicopter skiing we were back in the day we got this mash bubble i don't know where he found this dude but anyways <laughs> you know pick him up uh, i think i drive in the cadillac that's six, we had a 63 cadillac limousine <laughs> i'm driving the cadillac <laughs> with the crew and he he's in the mass chopper i think he gets picked up on muldoon or something <laughs> in the mass chopper and they're they see us on the highway. They're obviously ahead. We're going out by Hatchers, out by Buffalo Mine. We're gonna uh-huh. we're gonna ride that stuff above Buffalo okay, Mine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Between Jonesville and Hatcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right in, we're gonna ride that. The yeah. side. Yeah. We just why like, not? <laughs> I mean, looks it looks good, good from the fairgrounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, so Scott's in the mash bubble, and I'm driving the Cadillac, and. Uh, He's like, well, let's stop at McDonald's in Palmer. And boom, chop her down, boom, land the helicopter <laughs> and get some McDonald's in Palmer. And we meet up and we skied all that stuff up there. You, all no that shit. stuff you look at above Buffalo Mine, we, we ripped all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, like that was probably first descents. I don't know. We didn't, you didn't think like that. Yeah. You didn't have to prove it. Like, I guess. You're just doing it for yourself. It just looked good. You just yeah, did yeah. it because it looked good, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And this Business guy, expense. this guy, yeah, this guy was like, you know, practicing landing on the snow, and like had been doing those. Or was Scott just get a hold of this guy? Hey, man, you ever landed your your mash copter up on uh, a saddle? <laughs> I can say he was he was a um, air taxi or something. He, oh, okay. he did this, but. I don't know how Scott found him. How he when you when you have a business, people find you. Yeah, yeah, they, sure. They come out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of uh, stories. So when you guys started the store, were you like, "Fuck being an electrician, we're just going to be here all day," or were you still like, "We got to actually make some money"? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I how committed to your career were you? <laughs> um. Well, shoot. I was, I was maybe like twenty, twenty-two years old. I was pretty young. Yeah, and very. So when you know, I don't know if you remember when you were twenty-one, but snowboarding and hanging out in a snowboard shop and whatever else was going on in the eighties, that was all I needed. When <laughs> when you think back about when you're like first car, high school, sixteen or twenty-one, it's three things. It's all. It's easy to balance a three-legged stool. It's only till you add the fourth leg, then it doesn't balance. <laughs> so what was it? It was, well, where's chicks, parties, and how much gas do I got in the car? And so <laughs> snowboarding, parties, and where are we ripping? It was, was I it. don't know. Actually making money, I, I didn't, I never really look at the books. I know I paid some taxes on, on some stuff, but we it all put back in either to have a good time or 
Yeah. You know, you'd have a helicopter budget of uh, or bill at the end of the you'd come back and have to pay that off all summer oh. long. <laughs> <laughs> but you you just did it. Yeah. It was mm. wor- it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah, that that quality of life and adventure in the moment was more important than revenue stream, right? Yeah. I just loving doing something you love, man. Yeah, I That's mean, it everything. was like enough to make it all happen, and it kept happening, and you kept enjoying it, and you just rolled with it, right? Well, it boomed and grew, really. So we were just on this wave. It just all like we just caught it, you know. It was just breaking, and yeah. we caught it and rode it, and it, it, you know, it, it was a pretty good ride up until kind of the internet, mm-hmm. and then we we didn't really. Well, I can talk, speak for myself because we split the part. We split the partnership. And, you know, I tried to adapt. I'm sure he tried to adapt, but maybe our heart wasn't in it by that time so much. And we're, then it was, you have family and you're out of the stool, another mm-hmm. leg to your stool. Yeah. And, yeah. and you have kids and you're like, oh, man, I need health care. And yeah. this, shit, <laughs> this shit ain't paying the bills. <laughs> so, how long did that store stay there? Um, At what point did it move to what, the Diamond Center next? Well, we we're you know we opened Bo- Diamond Center and we had one in Girdwood in the uh, in Girdwood and uh, and me and my brother didn't quite see eye to eye. He's um, he's super hardworking and very outspoken. He'll he doesn't hold much back, and so. He, we expanded really fast, and I'm all like, hey, we need to get our show together here and tighten this up here. And, and so uh, after two years, I think we split the partnership up. Okay. And he took Borderline, Diamond Center, and all this other stuff, and I got the one store on Arctic and changed the name to Northern Border. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was there for a couple of years, and then I moved to the Fifth Avenue Mall. So uh, okay. just a Maybe five years that that store was there. Yeah, yeah. So you moved into the Fifth Avenue Mall, pretty much when the mall opened. It was pretty new, yeah. I think. And were you always in that little spot where it was that little yeah. section, or did you move around in the mall? No, just in the one spot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember that one really, really definitively in the Diamond Center. Yeah, um, I wasn't a snowboarder. But, you know, in my just random drifts as a kid through the mall, I mean, I always just, like, thought it was a cool shop. Thought even Northern Board, all, both of them, because there was not a lot of snowboard shops, period, in Anchorage back then. Yeah. I yeah, mean, no, it was. That's where you went. You, you either went to Northern Board or Board. Yeah, I remember all sure. the kids that went to school. And, yeah, it's kind of a, man, the damn internet, you know? Yeah. Well, I, well speaking about that, like, but. When you guys first started the borderline, and even in the, in the beginning of the northern border days, um, there wasn't the internet to like look up like where you're gonna buy the right. s- the stuff that you're gonna sell. Like, you, h- how did that go down? Oh, Just, there's trade show. There's um, okay. uh, in shoot when is it? January, right after Christmas, is SIA Ski Industries America in Las Vegas, and that's where you go and look at all next year's stuff. And you got to pre-book it by the end of January and for the following year. Yeah. Um, so that's how you order all the stuff. There's, yeah, there was no internet. 
it wasn't they had it figured out it's it's a yeah industry but i mean that's tough part like look in your crystal ball and grab your harry potter wand and predict (laughs) what somebody wants to buy next year yeah that's not always that much fun when there was so much Mm -hmm. changes too back then to even the boards and and the bindings and Mm All the yeah. new stuff that's There's coming so out, much more and, innovation and, every year. Yeah, and all the little things that came along with it. Um, what did I watch? I actually watched that Burton. Um, I, th- I want to say the documentary. Did you watch that one? Uh-uh, it sounds oh, dope. Man, though. What it's is really, it? Really, really good, dude. Pretty much the entire Bur- his story. Uh huh. His entire story on, on his whole deal and and just like all the everything he went through, and he had some crazy like health issues and how uh-huh. he came back from that, and just. The entire history of pretty much snowboarding. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Through his eyes, through his yeah. lens. Um, It's a really, really good one. I don't know if it's called Burton. What, um, what was it on? Do you I want to say it was on Netflix. Okay. Or Hulu. Yeah, dude. I got a job. Or HBO that, Max. Right, it's only that. three things I got. Yeah, it's really, really good. And it shows all the, and that's why I asked about the ordering and all that stuff. And then that's kind of like when he first started going to like the SCI or whatever that yeah. thing and selling his boards. SIA, and yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really good. You should you should look that up. Uh, that's what got me thinking. Like, well, how do these people like even find like the new, the newest hot shit that people wanted? Well, probably the, what happened. What I what I should have seen when, if you can predict it, is when kids start coming into the store and telling you what the board or what this the specifications of a snowboard and you know, yeah. I'm all like, where are you getting all this crap? And yeah. Oh, there's a thing called the internet. And I'm all like, okay. Cause before it's just all magazines, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. magazine mm-hmm. marketing. Yeah. yeah. And catalogs, what, or, trans world. Yeah. Trans world yeah. and stuff like that. So they, they, the internet, I, you know, didn't, who could have known? Yeah. Now, now this is like programming. Um, you know, you got a supercomputer on top of your head, but, this sucker right here, the bigger one in your pocket. This will influence <laughs> what you think, and oh, yeah. and uh, it's a so listen to you right now, dude. <laughs> I try to turn that crap off. Oh, this funny like this. So I got this uh, Apple Watch for yeah, Christmas, yeah. right? New, new, new. Dude, I'm up at Arctic Valley snow skating, and snow skating Arctic Valley is kind of gnarly, uh-huh. especially if there's not pow, and you gotta mm. you make your so own it's like ski. Icy. You make your own ski out of an oh, old snowboard, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I'm going down the I'm going down the corners, and I just eat shit, boom, and I'm hit the ground, I'm blowing, and my wrist starts finally like, and it's all like, you have fallen, are you all right? I'm like, bitch, <laughs> you want us to call nine one? I'm like, bitch, shut the fuck up, I just ate shit. <laughs> Dad. Yeah, you got to put it in skateboarder mode. I don't know. That was like, it happened to me twice in one run. I'm all like, this is annoying. Have <laughs> you seen the new commercials? And I did. And yeah. I mean. What, what is it? The Like their Apple Watch commercials where it's like a scenario where someone like eats shit on their mountain bike and uh-huh. it's talking to them and, you know, sending emergency help because you wiped out and you didn't respond to it for X amount of seconds. Oh, wow. Um, what was another one? Was like one the, the a boat was, was going down or something. No, it was a uh, surfer guy, and he surfer. was, he was getting is. he was getting pulled he got out washed with out the, to sea mm-hmm. by the tide. And he was and he had nothing on him but his watch, and he was able to call, call for, help. for help. And it's a real it. story, or is yeah, it a, no, it's an actual like nine one one recording. Oh, in the app. Wow. 
And it's an Iowa, it's an Apple phone, Apple watch. Pretty right. cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it is pretty cool. Hit actually, the I mean, so hard. It, yeah, it, it asks you, "Are you okay?" Yeah. Jay, <laughs> were you wearing it when you were surfing in Seward the other weekend? Yeah, dude, I made a phone call on it. Called my old lady on, old lady, my wife on it, <laughs> um, just to see if I could do it. I'm also, I was also, uh, my work. I'm on call too. I was on call and surfing, <laughs> but I could call somebody else. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there in yeah. four hours. <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad uh, the power line I, fell down in Seward. <laughs> I yeah. wanted I wanted to ask you, uh, going back to the store, um, like, could a kid who borrowed his buddy's snowboard one day was like, oh, my God, snowboarding is the coolest shit ever, could come into the shop and you could, like, suit him, boot him with, with the stock and stuff you had, or did you have to, like, special order a lot? Like, could you have a brand-new snowboarder come in there and just completely outfit him and get him on the mountain? Were you able to, like, maintain that inventory like, levels yeah like i mean i just think about i feel like it's one of those things where like boots snow pants gloves yeah like hat, i've never done board. this but like i want to go snowboarding tomorrow and i did it once and it was so fun and yeah. like today i don't know you like everything's like i can order it i can order it or you can get it on amazon you can order it. Yeah. internet right but like back then like well, yeah. i mean could you do that yeah i mean yeah i mean that's the goal i mean yeah. you look at you pre-order i need a run of this boot i need 20 mm -hmm. pair of this boot and okay. i'm definitely gonna sell five tens or five elevens yeah i'm only gonna oh. sell i'm only gonna sell one or two eights or sixes for a male mm -hmm. but i'm definitely selling five elevens of this boot mm. and then that board and that board is retail 300 bucks and that's pretty cheap oh well, back in the day on today too um i know i'm gonna sell in this size, average male, you want it to come to their nose, maybe it's a good size. Mm -hmm. uh, Guy that's five eight, six foot, just in some of that range. Right in here. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Is the length. So you know you're going to sell a lot of, it's 160 centimeters, 158 centimeters. You know you're going to sell. So, yeah, you, you could head to toe. Somebody, they come in, you know, dividend checks. We'd have uh, yeah, swapping shops and we'd have movie premieres. Oh, and those were pretty fun to go to. Like, I caught the tail end of legit snowboard, snow machine. Yeah, one of the most machine. epic nights was at the 4th Avenue Theater when me and Boots performed at the Borderline, at the Borderline premiere, rolled up in the in the um, limousine, <laughs> making You're the connection. the hot dog guy? Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay, you didn't... <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah. uh, no exactly that the fourth avenue theater yeah oh man, i can't believe they're letting that oh man go it's a shame a it's a poop. shame yeah it's a shame so many awesome nights what there. year was that show oh man that must have been like, like mid 90s uh, or no, like 01 or something like that man it must have, yeah it must have been like 99 right late I wanna 90s say, 98, Do you guys 99? remember the name of the show? Steezin for no reason. Steezin for no reason. <laughs> Whoa, wait, what? Yeah. It, what was it? Steezin for no reason. Steezin? Steezin for no... What's Steezin mean? Steezin, bro. Just, yeah. Oh, oh, snap. Okay. Steezin? Yeah. Style for no reason. <laughs> Steezin for no reason. <laughs> How many of those did you do? Just the one? Well, when we and my brother were partners, we did we do one every we do something 
every October for dividend checks. Uh-huh. And then he, uh, J.B. Deuce, Jason Borgstead from uh-huh. Blue and Gold, yep. and, and Jesse mm. Bertner, which I think he's the team manager for Mervin now. Okay. Um, my brother paid them to make a movie and and do it all. You okay. know, he... Um, yeah. He's... Uh, we just had, he had some... He had them do it. Yeah. So, so then that would involve when more people are involved, the bigger it gets, a snowball effect. And mm. so all the local kids that work all winter long to film their part, get their clips, get their stuff in the movie. And then when the movie premiere came out, it was it was a big deal. Like you were just you waited all summer. You worked all winter and waited all summer to see your part in that movie. Yeah. In the Fourth Avenue Theater. Oh man, it was epic. That sounds man. fun, man. Oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. That was awesome. Steezing for no reason. Yeah, dude. I can't forget that. There there was a video, obviously. Well, man. Yeah. Dude, I got to have a copy. There, there's a, a video like every year from Borderline, right? One yeah, of those. there was. Yeah. yeah. Does anyone still have those clips, those videos downloaded? Should probably Cody. Um, I think if you, you probably Google it, you might find some stuff. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Or Jason. Jason's probably got something. Yeah. And then there's still a borderline down in Juneau, right? Does Dee's has that? or Uh, Jake and Derek, my nephews. Yeah. Yeah, Jake. When Jake um, used to ride half of my snowboards, I'd break them. Uh And then I'd, like, take the tailpiece and, you know, jigsaw nose back on it and mount the two bindings, like, this far apart. (laughs) And I'd give him the Jake, and, yeah. and that that was his first snowboard. That's so cool. And now he's <laughs> running Juno and Borderline and stuff like that. So in the whole story about, you know, getting to the, you know, the shop being set up, we we missed out a little bit on, you know, you as a snowboarder in general and, you know, how you developed, like how many days you were getting in. You know, you had some pro snowboard days. Tell yeah. us a little bit about that. Well, you know uh, – you know, I've been snowboarding for a while, and we opened a shop, and so you, you're getting connected to the industry. And then uh, we'd heard Valdez, there's the first World Extreme Snowboarding Contest. And was coming up, I don't know what year it was. And, I mean, everybody's coming, all the pros from the lower 48, it's a big deal. Tom, at the St. Elodge, Thompson's Pass, and I wanted to get into that. It was, yeah. was $1,000 to enter. And... Uh, you know, I had to find them. Probably my first sponsor. Probably the greatest sponsor I ever had. The guy's name was Ilya Pekach. He's the silver surfer on Instagram. He gets, like, for vertical footage uh-huh. at Alieska, he gets, he's, like, top guy. Oh, really? When they measure the footage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mm. also does some rafting up, uh, what's that uh, glacier up there, Placer. Oh, yeah. He runs kind of that stuff. It's awesome. Yeah. And so Ilya's a snowboarder, and I and he's running into the distributors with his mom. And I'm like, Ilya, bro, will you sponsor me? I want to go to this contest in Valdez. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, what do you need? I'm like, well, I can use $1,000. He's like, yeah, about $1,000 and a pallet of beer. And I'm like, hell, yeah, that's even better. <laughs> <laughs> and so he gives – I was sponsored by Pete's Wicked Ale. Yeah, all right. And oh, okay. um, he gives 1000 bucks, pallet of beer. I throw it in that black van, the one we yeah, went to Valdez yeah. the first time. Went down there, just killed it. You know, yeah. these we're talking everybody. Uh, Craig Kelly was judging, and Zim, Jim Zellers was judging, and these big people were judging. And then 
um, you know, Sean Farmer and Steve Graham and all these guys, the top guys. Yeah. I was just eating their cookies. Like, I think I got, I was winning the whole thing. Uh-huh. I was in first place, just killing it. Yeah. Till the very last run, I kind of listened to a skier on top. There's like, the start was here and there's kind of this flat glacier with a few little obstacles on it and then there's a hang it's a hanging glacier yeah and i'm going to ride right along the edge of the hanging glacier and do a little few little slashers and then come down well the uh one of the safety a skier says he asked me where are you going i'm like well i'm gonna hit this here and then i'm gonna go across that flat glacier that hanging glacier and then i'm gonna go down there and jump a couple cliffs yeah and he says, you'll never make it. It's too flat. And I'm all like, what are you talking about? I'll never make it. It's too flat. Yeah. And so he, when he said that, I'm all like, well, I need to be hauling ass. <laughs> <laughs> and so I did, I, at the top of the run, I, like, jumped this cliff and killed it, stomped it. And I'm, then I'm hauling ass across this glacier because I think I'm not going to make it. And there was kind of some wind-rippled crap. Yeah. And I kind of bowwinkle, ragdolled, oh, yeah. and I kind of got disoriented. When you oh, no. when you're big mounting, snowboarding, you have features you like, and you have to remember them from top to bottom. You might sit and look at the, you know, it's like this rock here, and this is what I think it's going to look like from the top. And when I see that landmark there, yeah. and then when I, so I kind of got disoriented, and I rode out into this finger in the hanging glacier. And I had nowhere to go. Oh, and I had shit. to turn around and hike back out and text one Mike Davenport from Mount Baker won it. Uh, and I lost it on that one run. Damn. So. Is that the king of the mountain? No, the king of the okay. hill came after okay, that. Okay, all right. That was the world extreme snowboarding. And uh, Mike Kozad hosted that at Tessena Lodge. Tessena Lodge. Is that different than the world extreme skiing? Or was it all it was, combined? It was right after that. Like, the skiing went one year, was standalone. And then Mike Kozad had the Santa Lodge in, in Valdez. And he's like, well, I need some marketing. And yeah. nobody liked him very much. <laughs> but we won't get it. <laughs> so he he put on the snowboarding. You need a little help. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. And so so through that contest, I was like, shit, I ate some cookies, some pro name, pro from yeah. Dover cookies. and. Then I got spot. It was getting paid, and you know, had a pro model. I think. Yeah. I think you had the first pro model snowboard named after anybody, right? Was in named Alaska. Uh huh. Yeah, I had the first pro model and traveled the world and got paid and, you know, had you know when you're, you have a salary and then you have marketing budget which you can spend on travel and, did all that and, um, seen the world and it was quite a good ride. Uh, would you say it was the easy rider ride? Yeah, the, my snowboard model was the easy rider. Yeah. Yeah, I had a Harley on top. Yeah, they didn't quite follow my graphic <laughs> ideas. <laughs> what my were dream. yours? Well, I wanted the top view, like you were sitting on a Harley, like this oh. would be the tank and oh, the front okay. wheel. Instead, oh, they yeah. put the motorcycle sideways, oh. side view. And, yeah. And so. Who made that? This, the snowboard company was called Generic Snowboards. It was okay. a German company. And uh-huh. You know, there's only so many places to make a snowboard. They're right. all, you know, there's 10, 20 manufacturing facilities, but yeah. there's 300 names of snowboards. So right. mm, they're all the same. Yeah. 
all made from the same with a different name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know. Well, that. there's a lot of crazy history on that. Um, when you watch that Burton um, doc, it just goes into all that, like especially they dive deep into like the materials yeah. that they mm. use, like that what they would use in between, and you know before they had edges and the split tail and the before they started with the two rounded edges, and it's just yeah. like it's a pretty cool like um, history on ev- everything that they've tried. Yeah, you mm. know. And the same deal with the him. Like I think he first started with the little kid thing that you had like a string on the front. What was that snurfer. called? Snurfer. Yeah, the snurfer. The, the snurfer. snurfer. What was that? Snurfer. Snurfer. What is a snurfer? Here, I'll pull it up real quick. It's a, uh, it's a wood kind of concave piece of wood with a rope on the uh-huh. end, and it had these little like cleats that stuck out of it, and you just stand on it and you hit the hill. Uh-huh. I mean, they brought him back. I, I think the guy's name was Sherman Poppins that invented the snurfer. Uh huh. Brunswick produced it, like okay. right alongside the bowling balls. You get a snurfer. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there they are. Yeah, yeah like that. Oh, that okay. Was like the beginning of it all. <laughs> I remember having one like that as just a kit, like a present. Like we used to ride that just at the school. Yeah. With those little deals and mini skis. Remember you get mini skis at oh, cars. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Those yeah. red skis. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, now they got like the boots that just has the ski on it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What's that called? I don't know what that's called. Ski dogs. The ski dogs. Ski dogs. I think ski dogs. The ski dogs. <laughs> ski dogs. So from the from the competition, and then wh- where does that lead into the uh, King of the Hill stuff? Well, um, so uh, I don't know how what the exact story was, but uh, Mike Coase had I don't know what happened. He he left Valdez, and he didn't run the Saint Lodge anymore, and so there was no. Uh, world extreme snowboarding so there wasn't a hub no more uh, yeah there, there was no contest so me and <coughs> my brother and nick parada and uh, some other guys well we didn't have a contest but we wanted to be different than you know the extreme yeah. thing is world extreme is like one classification of riding you know getting from point a to point b and re- being the raddest yeah and so we wanted to have a more all-around type contest and so it was a day of downhilling, like point A to point B timed, an extreme day, same thing, judged, and then more of a freestyle day where on a little lower angle hill or something and doing some tricks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So that evolved into, you know, I think there was two years of the world extreme, and then it went king of the hill, and and then that also went away. But, yeah, I mean... It was just uncharted territory. We, you just, you want to do it, you do it. It's not like now where, uh, I, you know, I don't think we had a park permit or right. anything like that. Like, you just insurance on that. Yeah. <laughs> just go. Just, just, we're having a contest show up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's been yeah. plenty of beer and money to be won. <laughs> Full pallet over there on the parking lot. Yeah, don't forget the van. So the historic Big Mountain event was 97 is that what it shows right there? Yeah. Sounds about, about right. right. Yep, yep yeah, right yeah. there. Historic Big Mountain. Uh, is, is that Jay uh, right there? Is that you right there, Robin? Uh, um, I'm not sure. Uh, Let's see if we can find you here. They're like listing the guys that are riding. Oh, they got their names. Yeah. Somebody had a knee brace there. What's going on? <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. 
Sergi Cornelot. Teal Copeland is from, uh, I'm not sure where that is. 97 King of the Hill. Huh. Valdez, Alaska Valdez Snowboarding Tournament. What the, oh, that's the race. Oh. That's a race. Teal Copeland was from Cordova. Those other guys are all European. Oh, really? Yeah. You even brought in some Euros, huh? Yeah, those are all Europeans. And uh, Teal was from Cordova. Lori Gibbs is from Lake Tahoe, I think. That's cool, man. That's some cool history there. Hell yeah. You guys can find it if you're listening and you want to look at it. Just uh, go Google Valdez Alaska Snowboarding Tournament Historic Big Mountain Event 1997. They got a whole um, like 30-minute video on it real quick. Um, before we continue on, Jay, we're going to do a quick uh, pause for some of the sponsors here that are paying for this. You know about the sponsors. Got to pay for this stuff. Yeah. Uh, the Treehouse AK. Your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because, honestly, there's always something good on deck. And, guys and girls, listen. This is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks, or hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Imagine Tailored's probably made a run up to Bear Valley since last weekend, maybe? Oh, yeah. <laughs> fix fix up that um, two-story. Con- to converting the- those ranches back to a two-story. <laughs> <laughs> Was getting a bid in there. Uh, Serrano's Mexican Grill. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own generation of old cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love for their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display traditional flavors, Using the best ingredients that are available, they focus on making everything from scratch daily. The in-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, Serrano's salsas, carne asada marinades, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience the tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor Northern Lights. Northern Lights has the tequila bar. Check them out. Their daily specials are at serranosmexicangrill.com. Um, when, uh, when I put out my album in 2010, they brought back the, uh, the, um, thing at Valdez. What was it called? Oh Um, yeah. Um, what can I think of it now? And that was one of the stops. Um, God, what was, uh, not King of the Hill, but, uh, yeah, they renamed it and tailgate, 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 Alaska, tailgate. The tailgate, and they brought back the tailgate in 2010. Were you there? No, I didn't think so. You weren't there? No. Oh, my God, dude. What a freaking party, dude. 
at the rendezvous at the little bar there yeah yeah a farmer was there dude it was a full rap fest out there like everyone dj cross was on the ones and twos (laughs) it was just a whole day of riding and a whole night of just melee just partying and, and rapping and that's where i met farmer and all those dudes it was it was insane dude the one of the most memorable uh, you know they used to fly airplanes there beavers really yeah. on skis beaver on skis eight of your bros just in that's there awesome just like when i go there we were, we, we would yeah. land and name these runs and bro bowl we like take us land here and bro bowl and, and down went all these things just let's do it yeah it out of control you know just you know no transceivers and all yeah, you know yeah. it was wild west anyhow end of the day you're on that you know just frothing from a day in valdez like 18 hours of sunlight and you're just deep yeah stoked yeah and um what's that uh, keystone canyon where that Remember where that huge avalanche that closed Valdez yeah. off for months? Right, right. Come down and close the road right there? Mm-hmm. That's Hogsback. Okay. And right, there's a chute at the top of Hogsback, hanging glacier, and then there's a way out over here. End of the day, the airplane service. Hey, land us on Hogsback. We'll have our bros pick us up, drive us to town. Me, Sean Farmer, Richie, I think my brother, Adam Yout from the Beastie Boys. I had to coax Adam Yout off the mountain because he didn't <laughs> want to dislocate his shoulder. They landed that beaver up there, and there's a chute with just a small lip on the top. We hit that thing. We like, did like a 60-foot air. Boom. Went across that hanging glacier, and we start coming down where it comes in the Keystone, uh-huh. like by the creek. Yeah. And Farmer and Prada, everybody just takes off, and they're just ripping and I'm kind of like hanging with Adam. He, Adam Yelts riding the Doughboy, LibTech 200. Uh-huh. And he, we come down, funnel into this little area. I look over. I see avalanches just going down. I'm like, dude. And I have to jump through this little like funnel-y creek thing and land and stop. And Adam's all like, I can't jump, but I might dislocate my shoulder. I won't do it. And I'm like, he said, I'm taking my board off and walking. I'm like, dude, don't take your board off. Just jump down here. He ended up taking his board off, and we got, I got him down the mountain, but that was one of the, like, epic last runs yeah. back to town. Yeah. That's epic. Yeah. That's super <laughs> cool. I, I want to play this little video that was on your Instagram. Is this is this the uh, – is this your house here? Is this the line? Uh, yeah, that's the rope toe. The rope toe? Yeah, that's uh, a shark's uh, snow surfer. I'm, there's no bindings on it. Oh, you just oh, okay. You just stand on it. It's a yeah. snow surfing. I'm riding the rope toe. Yeah, that's my front yard. Oh, that's awesome. Fresh pow day. Yeah, it just snowed. Right, I'm 55 years old, so I need. Um, <laughs> it's better be soft, you know. If you yeah. if you're gonna ride the park at 55, it it better be soft and. Just in case yeah. we'll wad up. Well, you don't want your phone, your watch calling you all the time. Call <laughs> Do I need to call for emergency, sir? AKJ? <laughs> you need some sanding. Oh. Uh, I want to hear about this helicopter crash. Oh, shoot. Dude, where did you hear about that? Did oh, you get man. that off the internet somehow? <laughs> you know, my phone, my watch. 
believe it or not, <laughs> it's actually harder to find stuff on the internet really mm. about you. You're kind of, I mean, you got to go deep. You got to go with VHS. <clears throat> Did I tell you that story? No, but I have somebody that. Oh, Gideon yeah, told yeah. you guys about yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Enlighten us, man. What's up with that? Well, mm, <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll tell it. And, man, I respect the guys, the pilots, and everybody who was involved. I don't want to, like, you know. Uh, I'm not blaming anybody. Just yeah. Things happen. Straight up, yeah. I mean, I'll tell the story. Um, but in the summer, you know, if you're a pro snowboarder, you still want to film, get your clips in for the movie and stuff. So we were going across the inlet to the bottom of Mount Spur, and we were doing, uh, for a couple of years, we were doing, we'd fish the Chewett River for canes. Oh, yeah. They'd bring us up to the Mosquito Rapid Hole uh-huh. above all the paid clients right. because we would fuck shit up. <laughs> and nobody else would catch any fish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got the Mosquito Rapid Hole. And, but we'd, we'd fish uh, kings, and then we would snowboard on Mount Spur, you know? Yeah, yeah. 10,500 feet. Yeah. The Holy top of shit. Mount Spur. And... Um, uh, this didn't happen the first time we were up there. The first time, I think, I, I'll just, you know, it might have been another first descent. I don't know whoever snowboarded on Mount Spur before, but yeah. we're sitting, we're at the Chamichatna Lake. Anyways, the headwaters of all those rivers is right next to Mount Spur. There's a big lake. And we're sitting there, and the night before, we're campfire and. And the pilot's all like, uh, who wants to go first? Because I only want to take one guy because it's 10,000 feet. We've never landed there. I don't know what's going to happen when we get going. One guy, and everybody looks around the campfire, and <laughs> and they go, well, Jay will go. And I'm all, what do you mean I'll go? And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> so it took, it took, to get from that lake to the top, it, it had to take, a half hour. Uh-huh. Oh, I mean, just up. going around in a circle in a helicopter, just going. And when we came in the land, very first landing, you know, and in a jet ranger, it's opposite of a car or, you know, the pilot's on the passenger side and you're on this side. And the skis, the snowboard rack is on the other side, on the uh-huh. pilot side. Mm. So you have to get out, walk around the front and get your board off the other side. So we land on top of Mount Spur. And, you know, it's active volcano. And I open the door, get out, and I'm on the ski. And I step off the ski, boom, right into a crevasse, <laughs> hanging on to the <gasps> skid of the helicopter and looking up back up at the pilot. And he's all like, like, you want to get back in? Yeah. And I'm all like, and I crawl out of the crevasse and I walk around the front of the helicopter, jump over it again, get my snowboard off the other side. And give him a thumbs up, and he takes off. That's oh when it sets shit. in. Well, what did I just get myself into? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it took like an hour, like 45 minutes for him to come back. I was freaking out up there all by myself. I wasn't even wearing a transceiver, you know. Yeah. No radio. I think we had some talkabouts or something, but. Yeah. If that helicopter went down, I mean, sure, somebody's going to. They probably know I'm on top of the mountain, but yeah, yeah. 
anyhow, I snowboarded off all three sides of that mountain and hiked back up just to keep myself calm and stop my brain from just spinning. And so that was the first time we went and we did that. And we snowboarded on Mount Spur. And then we went back and did the whole thing over, I think, another time. And it was getting towards the end of the day. And we're on, oh, what would that be? The Southern Faithing side. And we stopped and ate lunch. And uh, And this was like mid-May. June. July. When Kings run. Kings are running. Yeah, June. June, yeah. Yeah. And um, at the end of the day, uh, we're like, well, let's go to this other side, and we'll kind of like snowboard by this hanging glacier and this crap over here. And and the pilot said, well, I got enough fuel for one more lift. We'd never landed with a full helicopter on top. And, uh, And when we thought he said one lift, we thought he meant two because there was five people for him he's one and four of us make five and so we thought he meant two lifts but he says no we're all going in one and we're like okay you're the pilot and so we're coming in and you land into the wind and uh when they get about um, 80 feet 100 feet off the deck they do what's called a flare they start pulling power and so you land nice well he started trying to flare, and we didn't even stop descending. We hit the oh, top of the shit. mountain, boom, and then you get all the power. We took back off and went <gasps> like this, and then I, and then everything, you're on adrenaline, right? Yeah. Awesome. Everything's slow motion. I'm, like, in the back in the middle of the helicopter. I put my hands on the ceiling, my feet on the floor. The filmer's next to me on one side. Had another snowboarder here. Richie's in the front. And I'm thinking to myself, like, all in slow motion, like, looking at this cauliflower wall and looking at the mountain outside. I'm like, wow, that was close, but we got it. And then, boom, just bam, we hit the glacier and just rolled over. The rotors came through. When they roll, the rotors come through the chopper and cut off part of the pilot's foot. They just came right through the front. Oh, Cut shit. my snowboards and everything off the side, that side also, and then uh, rolled over, and then it's all, you're covered with jet and fuel, and like, get the fuck out, and everybody jumps and starts running out, and uh, we all just run out, and the helicopter didn't blow up. We thought it was going to blow up, right? And it didn't happen, and, uh, uh, and then we're like, oh, man, and I'm like, well, who's hurt? Who's, what's happening? So all three of us in the back, well... At first, when it, we stopped rolling, the filmer was underneath the helicopter in the snow, and I'm strapped in on s- sideways, and I start trying to dig him out, and he dug himself out from underneath the helicopter, and then I jumped out. I was probably the last one out, and uh, everybody's like, who's hurting? So Richie, the two guys in the front, Richie broke his leg, and the pilot got his toes chopped off, and we were looking for that, and and he was in shorts, so we had to get him some gear and and uh, nasa was in the crater testing the dante robot they sent to mars we heard them on our talk about and we we're filming on the other side of the mountain we crashed on the north side there's kind of a big flat up uh-huh. there and uh, uh they're like once again somebody needs to go over there walk on the glacier 
go over there and try and get NASA on one of the radios. And so, like, who's going to go? And they're like, Jay, you go. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I said, I'll again? go. Yeah, again. <laughs> I said, I'll go and, until if I can't see you, I'm coming back. Because I could fall in a, a crevasse and nobody would know and I would never come back. And then, so I walked over there. I'm using the talk about and uh, didn't work. Come back. You know, this happened around five or six uh-huh. and then it's gonna it's gonna get dark and cold around 10 yeah so but anyhow as i come back and we're like oh and and when when that happens you never you don't really think about what's going on or you never really evaluate uh you personally or or or, or any, it's uh you don't really think about it until you get you land in anchorage at the hospital yeah, it's yeah. like wow we just what really, happened you yeah. don't really you weren't really thinking like that but we were i come back and i give all the credit to the pilot um he's like find my backpack and i'm like okay he tells me to find it i go digging through the helicopter and the wreckage find his backpack he's like get in the top of there he's going into shock he's yeah. like mm-hmm. and uh just hurting uh, yeah i mean got his toes chopped off fuck I think we were drinking beer. I think that's what we were. Yeah, we were dead. We gave him some beer. You know, what are you going to do? He yeah. chopped his toes Ra- off. He needs a beer. His, wrapped his foot yeah. up and, yeah. yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> At least you had beer. I yeah. mean, we did. Have, we didn't have much, but we had beer and some some other shit. But anyways. <laughs> oh, that's what you're looking in for in the backpack. Okay. He's like, get in my backpack. And he has the body of a Motorola radio. Okay. Like a Marine or a surface to ground or something. Yeah, yeah. He's like, but no battery or antenna. And I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? He's like, get the antenna off the bottom of the helicopter. I'm like, this was, there was no, you couldn't say this saying MacGyver yet, but this was some MacGyver shit. Yeah. <laughs> I get the antenna off the bottom of the helicopter. It fits on this radio. Oh, shit. Boom. And then he's all like, I'm like, oh, take the battery off one of our talkabouts. Fits on, it's a Motorola. Fits oh, on this oh, thing. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Turn it on. Mayday. Fucking Mayday. We just fucking crashed the helicopter. I'm out spur. <laughs> Boom. This is Coast Guard Kodiak Island. How many is, how many uh, survivors? Yeah. Boom. They come in. What's that big helicopter with the snorkel thing sticking? Uh, yeah, C-130 uh, or no? Uh, that's an airplane. Um, the big, huge helicopter with the... That's an in-air fueling thing that sticks yeah. out the front. Yeah, yeah. Here they come. They come fly over us, and they look where we're at, and they just take off. And we're like, what the fuck? Where are they going? They had to go dump all their fuel. We were so high, they never landed on top. They, oh, they wouldn't were land. underneath you the whole time? Or no. Or they, they got we, a- we the the wreckage was about 200 feet below the summit on the north side they wouldn't land up there so when they flew over seeing where we were they went and dumped all their fuel i don't know how that works you just dump it out yeah, in the yeah. fucking air or what yeah, yeah, but oh, that's God. what they they, they took off buckets there's a tanker down there in the cook inlet just waiting for him to land. hazelwood's cruising that tanker with a big net <laughs> so they dumped their fuel in what 
And then they came back and they hovered over the top of the mountain. Okay. And two paramedics got out or EMT cats or whatever. Yeah. They never landed. They flew down below us. It was like a, a big glacier bowl. And then there was a flat spot down there. They landed down there. Uh-huh. They, they threw out smoke signals and then landed. Okay. The two EMTs come down and they're like, who's the worst hurt? Well, the pilot is. Okay. We're g- they have one sled. Okay. Two guys, one sled. We're going to take him down and then come back and get Richie has a broken leg. Right. Richie's all like, He's adrenaline up. F that, Jay. Get me on a snowboard and get me down to that helicopter. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. So Richie's got a broken leg. I set him on a snowboard and I kind of like hold onto his shoulders and whatever else and like sledded him all the way down probably a thousand feet to the helicopter. Yeah. And then they ask you, you got any guns? Because they ain't letting you on the helicopter with guns. And, really? Uh, In the middle of a fucking... You ain't getting on no military helicopter oh, with a gun. Yeah. They'll gonna, take your shit. take that yeah. away first. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, I'm like, oh, shit, we're getting on another helicopter. And we're just, we just wrecked one. <laughs> and, uh, and we get on there and take off. And then they dumped all their fuel. Here comes a C-130 and a snorkel comes out of the wing, and they connect and do an in-air fueling. I'm like, we are dead. This, this. <laughs> and then they did that, and and then we landed at Humana Hospital. What do they call Humana now? Alaska Reg- Regional. Regional. Humana. That's Humana. what it was. Yeah. <laughs> landed there and taxied up, and and that's when it hit you. And then I, uh, shit, was there cell phones then? Hmm, maybe there nah, was so there would have been flips not in humana days flips. dude humana yeah there would have been flips yeah, yeah, yeah. what yeah. year is this late 90s late 90s 92 no that was pagers baby oh there 90, was 92 <laughs> was 92 pagers. you had like the motorola flip one it was the Ni- giant 92? motorola flip one yeah but not everyone had that no no oh, no, 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 few no and not everyone the real estate jay probably had one though <laughs> i might because i remember that's when it all came to realization wow we just land, crashed a helicopter. Now I'm back in Anchorage at regional, and I'm covered in jet fuel. <laughs> We're very blessed to even be alive. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I called my wife, and she's like, where are you? I'm like, oh, man, Humana, we're in a helicopter crash. Jesus. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. Um, wow. Hopefully, I mean, the pilot, it, you know, it all, it's all credited to him. Hey, I'm... Uh, if it wasn't for him, I think he crashed a few helicopters before. He knew how to crash them. I, and so. Well, it, it's, it's risky business yeah, running a helicopter. Is. There's so many yeah. variables. And, and then messing around flying that high in the, in the mountains oh, yeah. had to be challenging. Well, yeah. got, there's got to be a way to put it down where the, you know, those rotors aren't going to just go through the whole main area and, 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 all that and not like like discrediting him but my my thought as you tell the story is that like he got maybe a little comfortable with the landing process and then he, he brought the extra weight i'm not trying to like pin it on him i'm just saying it you know he's wearing shorts and stuff like did he get a little comfortable there and it just the conditions caught him off guard or something or just mm. or fluky just a fluky altitude deal. is a big problem man yeah I'm not going to debate his yeah. his skills. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just thinking out loud as far as like it must be challenging landing a helicopter one, and then landing on a mountain, 
too. Oh yeah, for sure. And then and then you know just like the one time there was some weird miscalculation or something that just got the best of a guy and so Gideon primed you on all my good not good all shit. of it but he definitely told me that one uh, that was a really cool yeah. story though man uh, like that on me on the edge of my seat I was like envisioning the whole thing yeah. and I'm like man you guys like sound like you handled, handled it pretty chill yeah you guys did good <laughs> I mean that's a crazy experience thank goodness it was in the middle of wow. June I <laughs> yeah yeah um you had the midnight uh, that, sun going for sure, right? Right. You know, when you do, when you, like, I was a paid extreme snowboarder. That's right. what I did was fly in helicopters and do that. You can only do that for so long and something's going to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you think of, like, extreme skiers and the, they all kind of like, there's a kind of a list of fallen heroes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, after that, you know. I'm not a control freak by any means, but I realized I was not in control of the situation yeah. all that much. And I started snow machining a lot, and that's when all those snow machine movies, because I was snowboarding, and I knew all the filmers. Yeah. And then the very first, like, Frontier Film stuff, mm-hmm. and that started coming out, and they're like, they those guys all knew me, and they're like, oh, get Jay, and let's make a snow machine movie. And so... But to finish the story, I wasn't. When you're on a snow machine, it's I'm making the decisions yeah. and I'm in control of yeah. my destiny. When you're flying in a helicopter and somebody else is flying, yeah, you're at the mercy of his choices and good or bad. But yeah, mm-hmm, uh, I that was kind of the end of my paid snowboarding career. I yeah. didn't, I couldn't really compete. I I tried to and. Broke my kneecap and mm. and wow, I don't know if I can tell that story either. The kneecap. Well, we're here Ooh. and listening. Yeah. How could I tell it? Nobody not else is listening yet. Change so. the names and protect the innocent. Yeah. No, I'm not going there. I got my assembly run coming up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bring property taxes down. <laughs> exactly. With a repaired kneecap. I'm the only one that laughed. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Crack myself. Look, I broke my kneecap right the the patella the patellas your kneecap. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mm-hmm. broke it right in half. This oh, part fuck. this that part was up thing? was up here. What? Yeah, <laughs> in your thigh. Up yeah, it was up by oh, my thigh. They, they cut my pants open, and there? this piece is up here. And they're all like, "Yeah, you broke your kneecap." And I'm like, "Oh," and they're like, "You want a shot of morphine?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah!" I <laughs> mean. <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. Morphine. Woo. Hmm. Only time you've ever felt morphine? Oh, no. Ah. <laughs> and so. I thought you might say that. I, <laughs> you know, the whole adrenaline. You don't realize these things when you're getting adrenaline. You're, like, feeling it, and you're super high. Like, maybe you've been high before. I, I haven't. But anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> Only on adrenaline, Jay. <laughs> so I go to snowboard camp. Yeah, and I'm at snowboard camp, and then I'm riding the fun boxes and stuff, and I hit my shin on the on the metal fun box and cut my shin to the bone. Oh, so gosh. So the ski patrol, they're like, "Oh, put a couple band aids on it, go home and deal with it." And so I get home, and I didn't have insurance at the time. I'm always all like, "We're not dealing with that. Clean it up and put some more butterflies on it." So I'm like, "Okay, get in the bathtub." 
in there and I have to shave the, my leg first, shaving my leg yeah, yeah. and the wounds open and I'm in there shaving it and I start getting adrenaline and what I'm about to black out. I'm turning white and I'm all like, this is great. I'm so high. And my wife comes in. She's like, get out of there. We're going to the hospital. And, <laughs> but I didn't, you know, you don't realize the adrenaline and the highs until, you know, later on. I'm like, yeah. this is great. Like every time I get hurt, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get a buzz. But anyways, <laughs> it's a good thing I went to the to the doctor because it was metal cut to the bone, uh-huh. and I had to get a tetanus shot. And if you infect oh. a bone, that's like a really gnarly thing. Yeah. So yeah. <sighs> Borderline ski so camp. Borderline snowboard yeah, camp. Yeah. Fun bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How Dude, many years did that go on for? Fifteen or so? Something like that. Yeah. That might come back out on AKJ's Alaska because I went through all my tapes of yeah, Northern yeah. Border TV, uh-huh. and I have a couple of years this borderline snowboard camp. Nice. I got these interviews. The Montague Cup. I got a whole oh, Montague yes. Cup show. Yes. yes. I got Scott and like I won this fishing one time and yeah, it was. I got all that. This is something we need to talk about. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so the Montague cup, cup stopped when I finally graduated from college and came home. And I have only been like super depressed. I didn't get to do a few things in life. One of them is my dad not paying for borderline snowboard camp <laughs> and me having to get a job. Well, I like the job part, but not, but the Montague cup, man, that was fucking cool. Yeah. So tell us about that, how it started. And well, my brother blames me for it getting canceled. <laughs> So I had that TV show you and crushed it. Well, he was my sponsor. Bartoline was the sponsor of my TV show, oh. and uh, uh, I made this show. And and part of my I was sponsored. We had Red Bull as a sponsor, so I need to do a promo for Red Bull. And so what I did was, uh, I tied a Red Bull can to a fishing pole, cast it out. It's all shot and videoed, and then we. Then we caught it. We grabbed a dead salmon, spawned out dead, laying yeah. on the, and we hooked it to the hook with the Red Bull can. And then I'm all like, "Oh, help me land this!" <laughs> and somebody just shoots it with a shotgun. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> so I was putting it on public access, um, oh, cable TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Channel and, Seven, and, right? and it somehow got to I don't know who manages the parks in Montague yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, State Park. Anyways. Scott oh, didn't have a permit. Yeah. They came talk to Scott. Hey, do you gotta you can't have this event and not have a permit and all this shit. And he's like, whatever. He probably told him a few things, but he blames me. It's my fault for the for it ending. So you can blame me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I canceled that. But anyways, it was uh Labor Day weekend, three day event. Um deer hunting. It was buck only then and uh Silver salmon fishing, skeet shooting, and surfing, and you could have up to a four-man team, and you competed over the whole weekend. Uh, and, and, I mean, I won the silver salmon once, and it was you just basically a big party on, on uh, Montague Island. Camping on the beach. Camping on the beach. Yeah. Um, Where was, like, the headquarters set up on the island? I'm not going to say. You don't, don't have to. I'm not going to give away all the spots. But anyways, yeah. Well, so the, the, you know, Scott would anchor up the boat out there. Yeah. And all the fresh water was on the boat. So in the morning, he'd, you know, gotcha. make sure the boat was there. And it's just, yeah. This is a Scott story. And um, he goes out, check the radio, check the weather, get fresh water and a Zodiac. 
you know, and Zodiac has that rubber uh, rope around the outside and the little kicker. Yeah. People are out there surfing. They surf. Yeah. He's checking. He goes, checks the radio. Or he's going out. Yeah, he's going out to check the radio, get water. Yeah. I'm out there in a kayak kind of paddling around and kind of uh, being a nerd. And um, Scott sees the people serving. He's like, oh, I'll show them what's up in the Zodiac. Yeah. So he kind of try and do like a, a little floater lift, yeah, lip yeah. smacker on a wave. Yeah. Boom, gets tossed Rolls out of the Zodiac. Oh, <laughs> Doesn't have the tether on. Oh. It's going out to sea. <laughs> Motor's turned a little bit. Does a big circle. It's coming back right, right at him. Oh, He's shit. bobbing in the surf. No wetsuit. He's just in his street clothes, bobbing in the surf. It comes by him. He fucking grabs the rope on the Zodiac, bulldogs that bitch, climbs back in. And just went out to the boat. Like nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> that was, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't in the contest. And then that year, I also got the near-death experience was uh, category two. And I went underneath a log backwards in a kayak in the river. And, yeah, it was, it was man, that was a good day as hell. Yeah, it sounds fun, man. It yeah. sounds like such up my alley. And our mutual good friend Gideon's been on a lot of these, yeah. you know. Yeah. So like getting coming back home from college, and then I think that was the first year that it was canceled. I was super bummed. But Gid has a story, and uh, you'll know it. But anyway, there's like a bad storm. Big waves came in, and and Gid gets out of the tent, and he sees you guys his friend Wally sitting yeah. there just looking out at sea, yeah, with a cup of coffee, just like freaking out and uh gid's like what's up man and he's like i don't see it and he's like what What do you mean you don't see he's like i don't see my boat and his boat was like <laughs> oh, anchored out there no. but the big storm came in and wally lost his boat forever yeah oh, oh never geez. never even recovered it yeah no never saw again i think it was no, a brand overnight. new boat right Yeah, overnight yeah, yeah. like oh, it pulled anchor and just yeah. drifted yeah. away oh, yeah, yeah. Didn't even slam into the island and could find it later. It just, yeah, yeah. She's uh, oh, yeah, she's sleeping with the fishies there. Oh my god, yeah. And uh, wow, that must have been quite the process getting everybody back home, huh? Well, well I think other people Scott's had boat. boats. Yeah, oh, other people had boats. Boat. Yeah. Yeah. Went out. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got that stuff. I'm gonna, uh, it, it'll probably come up on AKJ's Alaska, the Montague Cup. Uh, I'm probably going to boil it down a little bit and mm -hmm. put it back on there. I, I wonder. I mean, we were just out at uh, Zykoff was our last run. Uh, my buddy Eric's boat this year. And I, I, as we go around the island over the years, I always wondered, like, where you guys did that. Like, I'm not asking you to give it the spot, but just Montague is gnarly. And I always like, man, like where the surf comes in and – like whatever, like who broke the ice and was like, "Hey, let's bust a surfboard out and surf out here." Like, were you guys kind of like the pioneers of that whole thing? I, I mean, I think other people did make you hear claims to it. Okay, but okay, what happened? I, my understanding is my brother, and during snowboard camp, or he was down in California, ran into this guy named Ig. Ig owned a surf shop in California. Ig come up to snowboard camp. Scott's got the boat. Mm. And Ig's all like, do you surf? And he's all like, Scott's like, no. And, and so they started looking, and mm. they found Bear. They found all the spots on Montague. 
they mm-hmm. they found all those spots. Gotcha. So it was my brother getting primed maybe by this cat named Ig. Mm. And so like there would Kinda be created it. Yeah. Mm. Um cuz you know if you're not a surfer, you don't know how to look at a beach or topo or whatever mm-hmm. to figure out is this a good spot? Hence yeah. my comment. Like I'm like you see all this shit like washed up on the mm-hmm. south side of the yeah. island and in the front face and you're like man like where do you like where are you surfing where are you coming in like it looks so dangerous and so you must have an eye and just know exactly what you're looking for as far as like geographically around the island itself because it just looks super scary to me to think about skiing or uh, snowboarding or excuse me surfing that area i mean like yeah, you don't. If you don't know what you're doing, you don't want to yeah, go up man, against like, the rock face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all I can think of. Like, gosh, mm-hmm. you'd, you'd want really a sandy scary. beach or something. So, uh, I'm not. I like I say, I didn't pioneer that those areas, and and um, almost. Uh, I can't say all the places I've surfed. People brought me there. So there's been a few, but I you just kind of judge it and your skill mm-hmm. and like. Well, this looks pretty good, and how sh- how shallow is it? And mm-hmm. Let's yeah, try. Is there it. boulders? You, what kind of break yeah, is it? You gotta yeah. want. Yeah, what's get, the bottom look like? Gotta want it. The tides in yeah. and out, and like how I, it changes. I think though, like a big difference between like when you look at that, you know, the exposed shores of Montague, um, and you see all the logs and wood. Like mm-hmm. those aren't going in a, on a normal day, right? Like oh, with right. the regular swell, those are coming in on like the huge winter storms yeah. and like. Yeah. I mean, we're not out. I'm not out surfing those days. Yeah. So another story. There, we're going to the Montague Cup. I'm on Scott's boat, and and it's 12 feet, and in, in this Gulf, 14. I don't know, big. And we start going towards Montague. You know, you go out past the uh, Fox Island yeah, or whatever. Right. We're just right there. We're oh, just yeah. coming around the corner on a Seward, and it's rolling. And Scott's like, "This is going to be miserable. Let's just go over to Bear and surf." And so I'm totally naive, beginner. I haven't even started surfing yet because surfing is so hard. I would sit, I had a kayak. There's a, I'll tell you a fishing story on my kayak. This kayak I had <laughs> sit on top like the ones in Hawaii, like yeah. the scuba ones and yeah, stuff, yeah. scuba Steve. And uh, <laughs> we pull up the bear, huge, like 20 feet probably, like huge wave. And there are some good surfers on the boat, like California cats. They all are, like, just frothing. They jump out. I'm still on the boat. I'm trying to get my wetsuit on, yeah, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I kind of, like, I kinda, I'm watching them, and, and they're just killing it. And I'm pulling on my suit and kind of pulling a little muscle in my back. And I'm like, oh. And I get in the kayak, and I'm sitting on the edge, kind of on the corner, watching them. And I'm like, okay, I'll, t- I'll take one. I'll take one. Catch this wave on my sit-on-top kayak. Boom. Drop. Had a helmet on. I'm I'm thinking in my mind, catching this wave. This is going to be the best day of my life, just killing it. But on a kayak, it's really hard to turn or pull out. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shot right to shore. (laughs) Inside, to the beach. Oh, shit. At bear? 
at Bear oh, on a 20 foot no, day dude, with a kayak. Like a How are you going to get back out? <laughs> I'm finishing my story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm on the beach. Try to get out. Can't get out. The, the whitewash, whitewash is like shaving cream. It's all, but it's 10 feet deep. The foam? The foam. <laughs> yeah. So the kayak will go up, and you're like trying to do your paddle, just fall. Into nothing. <laughs> back to the beach. Back to the I'm exhausted. Nobody ever, these surfers, nobody ever came to the beach. No. And uh, after a couple hours of me trying, oh, they all go back, get on the boat, and Scott starts going down... Um, East or whatever, going towards inches, towards inches. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, he must be signaling me to yeah, go that yeah, way. Yeah. So I start dragging my kayak. I know where inches is down there, and I'm like, okay, I got to get down the inches. And I start dragging my kayak down the beach, and I, I go about a quarter mile, and I realize it's like two more miles, yeah, and I'm dude. all like, oh, so long, <laughs> oh crap! But I came into like a beach breaking spot where it's just jacking up right on the beach. Oh, nice. No foam ball. Yeah. I'm like, man, if I could get past that first wave, I got this. <laughs> so I I get my show together, I get my help. I'm saying a little prayer. I'm like just I'm like thinking, just don't go backwards on your oh, you slammed, yeah. <laughs> and I'm saying I could just see. I, you know, I time the sets. And you don't have a leash. Or you no, do. there's yeah, a piece yeah. of rope tied yeah, yeah. to the paddle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't like lose the paddle, but Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. It would be pile drive yeah um eh. and so i time them out 20 foot <laughs> i time out the sets you know yeah, one two yeah. three throw that thing up there jump in there and just start battling and praying and i made it i made it back out did you have to almost crest one i the 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 set the three i did the yeah. first one i when i made that then it was a beach break so i just crested like three yeah. more and was yeah, out yeah yeah and i get back out to the boat and scott tells me he's like oh I thought you were going to have to leave that kayak and swim out. And I'm like, there ain't no way I'd swim out to here when I, if I can't kayak through that shit. That's what he told me. But, yeah, that was, we were trying to get to the Montague Cup on that story. <laughs> oh, well, my fishing story. You guys love yeah, this, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That this this goes super country, up. like way back, like so country. Like I was doing this shit. So we're electricians, and always oh, open the snowboard shop. Dude comes in from Big Lake, running like a, a paddle sport thing in Big Lake, and he's like, "Hey, you know, I got these kayaks. They're brand new. My kid wants a snowboard. You want to trade a kayak for a snowboard?" And I'm like, yeah. "All right." I traded him. It's a fall, and I go out to uh, on base. You used to be able to just go out on base and fish, you know? Yeah. Now they like want to strangle you or some yeah. shit and don't even want to <laughs> let you on base. It's ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I go out there and I'm trying to drink beer, paddle, and fish at the same time. And I'm realizing this ain't working. I can't drink beer, paddle, and fish all at the same time. I need a motor. So I'm working <laughs> in this school over the winter and I'm thinking, I need a motor. How do I get a motor? Boom. Gas powered weed eater. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. And if it don't work out, at least I got a weed eater to cut the lawn, right? Yeah, yeah. It's win-win. <laughs> so I get a piece of Unistrut and rig up this uh, weed eater. I get a Lexan trolling motor prop. 
put it on the weed eater. <laughs> I started up in a garbage can of water to make sure it works. Yeah, yeah. And it worked in the garbage can. I'm like, because I didn't know if it was going to work, right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I had enough torque and, you know, all this stuff. And and so I had it all rigged up. And then, you know, you know where Happy Valley is, that waterfall by Deep Creek? Yeah. 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 Everybody uh-huh. trolls right yeah, there yeah. before Deep Creek opens. Yep. A lot of boats out there, right? Sure. That stretch, yeah. So we go down there, uh, me and my family, camp on at Happy Valley, drive down the beach and camp. And I didn't tell none of my bros. We're down there, Friday night party, and woo, didn't tell any of them. And uh, I get up, you know, <laughs> six, whatever, clock in the morning, I had to take a leak, and like, whatever, and all the boats are out there, you know, just right back and forth in front of us. I'm all like, it's on, it's time. Get the test run on the kayak with the outboard. Put that weed eater on there, start it up. I had a bread tie around the trigger for kind of your throttle control trolling motors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get out there in the lineup with all the, I don't know, when the kingfisher. Anyways, these big boats, and I'm all out there trolling for kings. (laughs) Everybody's laughing, taking pictures. Fucking videotaping me, asking me, how's my lawn looking and shit? And I'm like, <laughs> boom, hook up, king. Woo! Doing a couple 360s, shut the motor down, doing a couple three. I didn't think the whole thing through that well. <laughs> I'm like, I got it, and I'm all like, well, how am I going to land this? this is, I don't have a net. Yeah, got you got to go ashore. I'm like, oh. And I get them, you know, you're sitting on the water, basically. Get them right up alongside the kayak. Put my fingers in his gill, threw him between my legs. Boom, knocked his ass out. <laughs> Got the king. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <sighs> Blood everywhere. <laughs> I'm winning, dude. Yeah. I'm, oh my like, God. I'm all the like. fisherman ever. I got the $100 weed eater, the traded kayak, and, and these cats are on $300,000 boats, and I'm ripping lips. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's right. They were amazed. But I floated way up tide now, like incoming mm. tide. I floated way up tide. I had to go to the beach to start the motor because you can't start it behind your head. Yeah, you turn around yeah. and... Bah, bah. And so I get <laughs> to the, the beach started and get it back in. I start cruising. Uh, I'm like, well, I'll see how fast I can go. So I put my hand behind there and just pull that trigger wide open. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm going pretty good. And then, when just like winds out, and I figured something went wrong because I had the I had the Lexan trolling motor prop on there with a skateboard bushing and a washer. It was holding. That <laughs> oh, there. No, There's no balance. Things just. <laughs> Anyways, I got the paddle and pedal back, and all my bros are all like, holy shit, we've been camping here for years and never caught a king, and you're out there in a kayak and catch a king? And what had happened was the RPM of that weed eater was so high, that Lexan trolling motor prop just exploded. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it was just disintegrated. My, my washer and the skateboard bearing bushing was still there. Yeah, yeah. The plastic was all gone. The funniest shit, though, was, you know, Deep Creek Lodge... And my friend's dad grew up right on Deep Creek, right there across from the lodge. Yeah. Ron Garut. I know you know Vince Garut. He plays hockey. But anyways, 
I come back out of Happy Valley. Go, uh, so I got to stop by and see Ron. I'm going see Ron. He's like, oh, Jay, come on in. Have a beer. Let's sit down with you. He's like, what have you been doing? I said, well, I was down in Happy Valley doing a little fishing and all this and that. This is like two or three hours yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, did you see that guy down there with the kayak and the weed eater? I'm like, hell yeah, I seen that guy. He's <laughs> like a legend within two hours. Of <laughs> <laughs> You got a oh. photo of that or like any <laughs> you Google that, everybody's doing that. Oh sure. Yeah. Well now you you can enter the Homer King Derby with the kayak. Yeah. Kayak make division. It happen. yeah. Those no, are... I, I don't have any of that one. Do you have any other inventions? Hmm. Oh, that's a good question. I've been pat tried to patent a few things, but yeah, they kinda one guy talked me out of that, won't they? I can't think of one off the top of my head. I've been in a couple avalanches. I'm, you know, you had uh, what's his name on here from the single track? That that idea. I got some bicycle stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, a champion mountain biker too. Are you? Oh yeah. Won the uh, Arctic bicyclers downhill dual slalom on snow at Alaska. Oh really? Yeah. Beat. All of those bicyclers, they were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the race at? It was on Tanaka. It was a dual slalom. Uh huh. So you were going against another yeah. guy. Yeah. And uh, in right before Slush Cup, Spring Carnival. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Oh, right. And uh, 90s. Yeah. And uh, I think the part that got him, I think, I, I mean, like I said, good equipment's a crutch for the talentless. You should work on your talents, mm, and then the yeah. equipment complements your talents yeah. a little bit. It's you can't, you know, you can buy really good equipment, but if you have no skills, it's not going to happen. Still, right? <laughs> anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, um, spring carnival. Uh, I see. Oh, they're having a bicycle race. Okay, I got a bike. I got a mountain yeah. bike, and so. I'm a little late because I was at the liquor store. Don't open until like 10. <laughs> 12 pack of hams, pack of Marlboro Reds. Hike your bike up Tanaka. Oh, Tanaka is not open? The no, trailer? you had to hike your shit up there. It's a bike race. You yeah. Make them hike. Yeah. Anyhow. Carry it. I got my 12 <laughs> pack of my Marlboro Reds. I get up there. Everybody's up there. These dudes are checking their padded shorts and tire pressure and shit. <laughs> I'm smoking cigarettes and drinking hams. (laughs) I ate, I beat all of them. They were so pissed. They hated me. I beat them, beat them two years in a row. (laughs) Yeah. Now I didn't train for it at all. Just showed up with your hams and your Marlboros. Yeah. They brought it back last year. They brought back the race, but now it's like from the tram. Yeah. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. Yeah. It looks legit. I think Johnny did it. Johnny Yeah, Peterson. he was telling me about that. Yeah. I need to go find some more information about that. It sounds fun as fuck. Well, I think Kerry from the e-bike store won it. He took okay. the battery out of his e-bike. Uh, and then... Uh, the heavy weight of that e-bike? No, they, you just, yeah, they won't let you take use a battery. You can't uh, have a motor on a, right. down on a bicycle. I don't know. He just wanted the suspension bike. But yeah. He's oh. got a video on YouTube. Like He's in second. And the dude and the dude just wads up right before the bottom, and he ends up winning. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, shit, <laughs> yeah. I don't that that is super serious like speeds there. That was 
this is more like a slalom, like some film air shit where you're bashing gates. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, did, so did you do any of those slalom gates with, like, one of those Marlboro just hanging from your lips still? <laughs> That'd be a real, like, Dude, I was trying to, I was shit. giving him all the advantages. I was drinking beer and, <laughs> and you know, no. Didn't check your air pressure. Did not. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, wearing a jean shoot. jacket just like yep yeah <laughs> then i did that and just went over to the slush cup but uh no now it's e-biking right e-bike will immediately put a smile on your face you like mm. go to paddle it and you're like oh hell yeah this is uh, <laughs> it takes all the uh, work out of it, it. <laughs> so rad i never tried to e-bike have you either no no hell, I didn't hell, try it. hell no it sounds like heroin it's like once you try it you're hooked and That's i don't it. and i'm like yeah. I, I still have the like i want to earn it you know mentality and See, I, I, I don't want to ruin that is that it yeah and you don't want to ruin that no dude i want to earn it couple no, more what, years, about, couple look, more what years. about a remote control you don't want want get up and change the tv channel every time you want <laughs> <laughs> you don't use remote control yeah is it yeah it's like a make yeah. a phone call it's like i'll just walk to his house he lives <laughs> up in bear valley <laughs> <laughs> Write that letter. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, is we, are I'm going to make a phone call to Jay. <laughs> Walk across fucking town. No, they sound cool as hell, though. You riding one? Yeah. I, yeah. I got two of them. But I, I, you know, you can take a kit and slap it right on your own existing bike. Oh, you can? Oh, yeah. See, that, that seems pretty legit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, I got an old Rocky Mountain. I needed that, too. Money. Yeah. Fully? Full suspension? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Full, yeah. Yeah, you need to do that. Yeah, <laughs> that, you know what I need to do is be like, hey, let's Send go pedal email, Resurrection Pass in a day and get like a group, and then I'll show up with that. Yeah, <laughs> they'll make <laughs> you like, carry all the beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got this trailer. You can tell. <laughs> yeah, the hassle factor, right? Gideon told you about the hassle factor. Uh, uh-uh. hassle factor is how much work is it going to take to do to get this adrenaline rush or mm. dopamine blast? How much work is it going to take? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Yeah. E-bike, plug it in, charge it up, go ride it, go home, plug it back in. You're good to go. Low hassle factor, tons of dopamine, mm. serotonin. It puts a smile Still on Still get face. all the goods. Yeah. You know, when I think of snow machining, I just think of covers and trailers and gas and wrenching and getting stuck. And yeah. that. There's some hassle factor Dude, in that. there's a lot, yeah. Mm. There's, that's, and it's weird. I never really, when you're younger, you don't maybe think of it like that. But when you get older, it's like, how much work is this going to be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just, you're, you're like dad or friends like brought you out there and they like either helped you with the problems or, you know, fixed them for you. And then you suddenly become a man and you realize all these fucking problems exist. And then yeah. you more and more occur and you're like, man, I, the, the, the chair left at LS is not breaking as much as my, <laughs> my chair left. That's why so she didn't. I don't have to pay as much money. Well, look at it that way. That's like e-biking is like a chairlift. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, a chairlift. Yeah, yeah. Those, those hillside trails? Just, yeah. You just do laps. It's just like, rally like a park. Yeah. No, that would be that, pretty that fun. That does sound fun, man. Yeah. I mean, they've really caught storm. I mean, the last five years, probably. Yeah. Like, they... I mean, you see everybody... Ripping around in those things. Yeah. 
I guess I kind of figured too, like there's just no effort in it, but I haven't done it. Yeah, how much so effort I can't, is there? I can't, I can't like hate on it if I haven't tried it. Yeah. It does sound a lot of like a lot of fun. I mean, I mean, there's pedal assist and you're going faster, probably most likely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you're getting more enjoyment and you could go longer and you go more when you're sitting at home and you're like. Well, do I want to go ride my bike? No, my asshole hurt for the next day. I'm not going to ride my bike. But then right. you're like, oh, well, it ain't so much work. I'm going. You'll, yeah. you'll yeah. go more. Right. Oh, yeah, right. Like, you're yeah. like, this is fun. And, you know, your brain's just all like, and then a little, little blast here. You, yeah. you, that's what motivates you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go more. Like, I'll go, if it's good, you know, I'll go two or three times a week. What do you get out of one of those for time of riding? Like, what do you... I've rode... Ride time. If you, like, put it on level one, assist, it oh. helps you a little bit. Okay. You know, there's level one, two, three, or they got um, trail, boost, and all these other... They got different categories. How much is assist you? Mm-hmm. I've ridden it from Bear Valley to downtown and back. Oh, really? On level one, you get, you know, two... Three hours, I ran out going back up the hill, up the hillside. But the, <laughs> the perfect wife time. had to come back get to me. Old, but oh, did she? <laughs> uh, there was that once. But did you make it up to the lower parking lot at least, or did you Clark's Road? No, I think uh, it was right somewhere by Bear. South. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. uh, just like yeah, I'm not boosted anymore. I'm ready to get a ride. Come get me. <laughs> but you get a good couple hours. Yeah, you get a couple yeah, hours. You got close. I wonder if you could get one that would like charge as you're going downhill, you know, mm. cause some resistance. I thought I seen something on the interweb about that, but I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean it's doable. Yeah. So uh, I don't. Soon. I don't think. Uh, I don't think we mm. talked about Arctic Man. Oh, have you been to Arctic Man before, Jay? Yeah, yeah. I won. Uh, Do you I still think go? I won it a couple times, <laughs> I, twice for sure. I don't know about three. They don't have it anymore. And um, oh, what's is it? Is it done? Yeah, a guy named what's his name? I can't remember his name that ran that. Uh, he doesn't do it anymore. He's coming. Mm, Arctic Man is done. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. like recently though, right? With the last, last couple of years. years. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they got to bring that back. And you yeah. were the racer getting pulled. Yeah, it was a snowboarder. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's basically a five mile five mile race, skiing or snowboarding for a mile, two mile. Snow machine pull back out of a canyon up another mountain, and then they call it first aid or the top top gun first yep. aid, mm-hmm. and then you slingshot that, and then it's about a mile to the finish line. So, uh, I think my times are around five minutes, five miles in five minutes or something. I think the skiers that do it in skiers are around four and a half minutes. Uh-huh. Um, so you're hauling ass. On my top gun is like. 73. Oh, fuck. Jeez. On a snowboard? On a snowboard. After about 50, you're just kind of floating. You're not really in that much contact with the <laughs> snow anymore. It's <laughs> kind of floating. Just scuzzing. Just yeah, that was, you know, I mean, day glow rubber suits, like, you know, yeah. not spandex, rubber speed suit yeah. with oh. fairings and stuff like yeah. that in the helmet. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I'm glad nobody has any pictures of that. 
I, I was just trying to envision that whole envision thing. Envision that, yeah. camel toe and Jaguar rubber. <laughs> Things are a little tight. <laughs> Had some weird rubbing going on when you walked to your, put your board on. <laughs> yeah, that was the, tr- the circuit. That was the circuit would be go to Valdez, just kill that for a week. Yeah. And then go up to Arctic Man, kill that, and go home. Or I mean, that was the, the April... Then on to March, April, April. Yeah. U Cup after that. Yeah, that was that was the circuit. Um, yeah, it was the very first time we won it. We, me and a guy named Mark Kane. I don't know if you, anybody knows Mark, but anyways, we went up there in the uh, winter when it was ungroomed, uh-huh. and we just did the course and timed ourselves, and we beat the previous year's time. Oh, we knew we were gonna win. Ah, okay, oh. okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so we go back during the event, and there's a Calcutta, what they call it. They auction off the teams like horses, and some goes to charity, and some you win. Yeah. And so they in the bar the night before the race, they bring up the teams. Okay, we got Jay Liska, Mark Kinney. Who wants to bid on the team? And everybody never heard of us. Like, nah, I don't want to buy. We had our wife buy it. My wife buy us for twenty five bucks. So we bought the our team in the Calcutta, won it. And won half the money out of the Calcutta. We won like, you know, three grand a piece. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> for a twenty-five dollar buy-in. Yeah, Hell for the twenty-five. Yeah. Next, the next year we could only buy half our team because everybody wanted to buy us. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, we, I, I can't believe they let that die. They. I didn't know they had. It That's got crazy. too. It got too restricted. For good reason. Yeah. Well, maybe you after know. like the well, the trooper show, yeah, it was yeah. like the highlight of their mm-hmm. show was Arctic yeah. Man. Just put a kibosh on that, but yep. tailgate's still going on. I'm not certain about that. I think I think it was on last year. Huh? I wonder. We'll have to do some research. Did you guys ever make make it to Arctic Man? I never. I always wanted to, but I was mm-hmm. going to tailgate, which was like I had to like. It's choose. always the same weekend. I had to choose. Well, one it didn't or the used other. to be. It used to be like used to one be like after one the week other in, oh. during the circuit days, yeah. Um, but when I yeah, started going to tailgate, man, right? it was you had to choose one or the other. I think when they changed it to tailgate, it was one or the other. Yeah, mm, that sounds but, right. Yeah, I went the last time in uh, probably 2010. So Arctic Man. Yeah, and it was fucking awesome. It was like perfect weather. It just snowed. The backcountry riding was good. The race was fucking good. The party was good. The troopers were doing their thing, but, like, I think we had, like, you know, you have your campers are in, like, pockets. So you have, like, yeah, do with the trailer, and this guy's got a motorhome, this guy's got the camper, and you got, like, your little, like, compound. And uh, got in a huge fight with these Fairbanks Yamaha boys. And, mm-hmm. dude, it was fucking so <laughs> fun, man. I think, like, in uh, about God. 2005, like, I was thinking about going. And this dude that worked for me on the, on the slope came back from Arctic Man. And it looked like his face got hit by a two-by-four. And this guy was a big dude. Like, it probably did. Hand up. And I, was, I asked him what happened. And he said that it got hit by a fucking two-by-four. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to go to Arctic Man. And that's not my like group big, of people. Was he like a big buff guy? He's pretty big. Yeah. yeah. I think, it was probably 2005. I think I, oh, was you guys? No, this was like Brandon the years. The like there's like this one year I couldn't go, and some buddies went up like Friday night, drove up there right after work, like slept in the truck, like just the worst Arctic Man way. 
Yeah, you gotta have like a homie with the motorhome at least, or yeah. like somewhere to crash. Yeah. And said they were sleeping in their trucks, and I'm Ugh. pretty sure they got into this like huge fight. And dude rolled up in there and was you know popping a forty in the fire, and mm-hmm. then guys were getting smashed over the head with two by fours and. Yeah. Sounded like a pretty good time. The but. story you just told is like the story that everyone tells me about Arctic Man yeah. and why yeah. I don't. I, I didn't. <laughs> like, it's yeah. just like I would way rather fly down and see Gideon down in Kodiak or something. Yeah. Like there's better things for me to do. It, it is fun though. Yeah, I'm it, sure it is. I mean, is. it really yeah. was like, I'm glad I got to do it one time and see the race and like enjoy the nostalgia of like the history and like yeah, what it yeah. was and like i think i took it for granted so i was like oh man i come back here every year now yeah yeah and i never made it back mm. yeah because yeah. it was just like i don't know it was always fucking something came up yeah yeah and uh and you're kind of like gearing up for summer you're kind of uh, yeah, like yeah. fading out of winter yeah. mode and um daylight I, I, now sunlight. looking back i'm like oh man like Fuck, I wish I'd have went years before, but I got one glorious like experience yeah. from it and maybe it'll resurrect and come back one day, but that'll be coming back on AKJ's Alaska. I got a show for that. Oh yeah. really? I got one of those. Oh no. Scott oh, won it. Oh he did. Sweet. Scott and Ashley Call won the snowboarding. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Ashley Call had this like beater ass snowboard he'd been riding all year long. Like just thrash. Yeah. And his snow machine broke down at the hookup where they hook up in that in that dip. Yeah. His snow machine hook broke there. He left it over there overnight. Somebody stole it. Somebody <laughs> hauled it off in the middle of the night. Oh, I bet. The next, it on back. The next day, there's a contest. Scott's the driver. Ashley calls a snowboarder. And it just gets a little flat light. Mm. Ashley, all these guys show up with, like, weird snowboards and race boots and all this shit they're yeah. not used to. And every snowboarder crashed. Ashley and Scott finished. They won first, second, and third place money because they're the only ones that finished. <laughs> they killed it. That's so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's because Ashley was comfortable and oh the whole way through. Right. Yeah. With that old crusty board. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> I'm gonna I got that stuff. You can this lady transferred my mini D V tapes from all these T V shows. Uh, oh, really? to uh, to a hard drive. Oh, okay. Uh and it's like 24 tapes like TV shows I used to make. How, how long Public did you access. run the shows? It was like 2 or 3 years I ran I'd put a new show out on public access and it would run for 1 month. Um I'm not sure what day of the week but it was once a week northern yeah. border tv northern border tv i remember watching that shit dude. yeah well, how many episodes were like in a season well roughly 12 if i could get oh. my act together you know it t- yeah i was doing it all by myself so mm. people would submit video and stuff like that and i'd use that and i'd go to an event like montague cup and or uh, arctic man and i'd do a segment on that but there's a lot of work to edit a half hour show once a month for yeah. year round and by, get by out yourself. there and do it and like get, plan it and schedule yeah. and yeah that's a lot be, of work so be, what's the plan now just revamp it up for youtube or what well a friend of mine died recently so he was in mm-hmm. a lot of them and so i'm getting the stuff together for him for the family and i want to get him what i got of him mm-hmm. and then what like i tribute yeah and when I get it, that boiled down, then I'm going to look at some of them and just put them on AKJ's Alaska. Just on the YouTube page? On uh, YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. You might be in there. 
I might. <laughs> you might have something in there. What? Uh, yeah, I don't know if there's any borderline premieres or not in there, but you might be in there. I didn't know it was you. You're kind of undercover there. I seen you down on fourth there on the, yeah. the uh, Anchor Dog show. That's right. That's right. I stay undercover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a random question that I wanted to uh, ask before I forgot. And it, and it well, it's already passed, so it's kind of random coming back. The Montague Cup. Did anybody actually like get a buck, a silver? Like, did anybody actually do like all four things in the weekend? And actually, like, do it all? Okay, the one I got videotape of, and I just watched it last week because I'm like, oh, crap, the Monica Cup. I got to watch this segment. <laughs> the guy got a buck, and I'm on there like the uh, now host guy, and I'm all like, holy shit, bro, nobody ever gets a buck. In on Labor Day weekend, uh, they had to hike to the top of the mountain, and it's just like the buck's like this little nub. And it's yeah, no yeah, buck. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but, yeah, the, the from my experience once – and it took them all day to the top of the mountain. Oh, it's yeah, generally won by surfing carried the most points. Oh, so surfing carried like 50% of the points. And all the other ones, silver, buck, and skeet shooting carried the other 50%. Mm. So the one I have tape of, I tell the guy, I'm like, where's the rest of your team? And like, oh, they had to leave. And I'm like, so did you win any other categories? And he's like, no, we just we won the surfing. They won the surfing and won the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Because I won the silver. I won the fishing. He won the surfing. I think Tony Mann won the skeet. And I'm not sure who won the, uh, what's the other category? Bucks. Bucks. Yeah, yeah I, got, so I got it. I got them all taped. I got a tape. I got an interview with them. And you shot the skeet from the beach? Yeah, we had just a thrower on the beach. Oh, okay. And everybody took a turn uh -huh. to a final elimination. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I just wondered when you said the buck part. I'm like, man, like somebody had to go deep mm -hmm. up there to go find one. I would think. Yeah, yeah it's nice when they're on the beach, huh? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, in November, <laughs> they're nowhere yeah. near the beach in August or whatever no. time you're going. You're yeah, they got velvet yeah, on their head still. The <clears throat> uh, yeah, I don't. If you do you seen that video where my brother shoots? He paddles in on a surfboard and shoots that. Uh, oh, the mountain goat, the goat, and yeah. then paddles it yeah. back yeah. out yeah. on the yeah. surfboard. He oh, is that what that? I've seen the picture. I've never right seen right after video he of did it. that because I had just gone on his boat like a week before that. I was on the slope and he sent me. He was like, "Check this out, surf goat hunting." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I was, I was like, like, "What?" I was trying. <laughs> this to, is amazing. I was like, "Man, was he like?" surfing he like, he, shot the goat, he like, paddled in from the boat shot the goat off his surfboard right like i, I think, think maybe he was on the beach i think he uh, hit, on i'm the not beach. sure whatever and then he puts it on his surfboard and brings it back to the boat yeah because he's got another picture of a i think he's got like goggles and like maybe a snorkel goggles or something on and he's like he's got it on a rock that might like be a different up one. On a, okay. This is the one. The one I'm talking about is probably like six years ago. Yeah, it's yeah. it's old. Oh, it's on oh. YouTube. Yeah, and he's got a video super like pixelated. Yeah, and yeah. Nasty oh yeah, video. surf goat hunting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like next level. I mean, it just seems to kind of go hand in hand with the adventures that you guys were doing. Yeah. I mean, if anybody was gonna pull that off, it would have been Scott and you guys out there. In your Montague Cup days, and I mean, 
I mean, kind yeah, of it all, it's crazy how like stuff, man, this sounds like a good idea at the time. And then you get into yeah. it. And so like, whoa, this is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, maybe I'm not around it that much, but I don't see the, you know, not the innovation, but the, the motivation of people. Okay. I'm having a movie premiere. Like modern today, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Do you have anybody coming to you? Hey, sponsor my movie premiere. I'm doing it. Do you have that happening? I don't. I don't know anyone making movies. No. Or or I'm doing this. You know, like we we'd make stuff up and do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't see that so much. That no. creative uh, juice out of people, youth, or like I'm kind of old, not that motivated, but. I mean, I am trying to, to learn how to foil, you know, f- well, f- uh, foil boarding, uh, you wing are? foiling. Yeah. Dude, I was watching people uh, in Hawaii do that. And down I was like, winding, man, that is wing incredible. foiling. Imagine Where are you doing that would be that? like heaven. Imagine yeah. riding from uh, just the. I call it the toilet bowl, you know, when you get out Whittier and it, yeah. you get on where it opens up and it's yeah. just a big yeah. toilet bowl. Yeah, it jet. is the toilet bowl. <laughs> yeah, Wells Passage. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine going yeah. from there back to Whittier, oh, riding yeah, a, a downwind oh, wave. It would be sick. It's going to be like heaven. So do you That's have one of those open. yet? Yeah, I have a, a sub, uh-huh. foil board, foil, and I have a wing. And I've been, it's tough. It's have tough. you been out on it? Oh yeah, I've been up, been foiling, doing it. What I'm about just buying a dry suit? I'm, we're getting it's. We what, might have to get together, buddy. I'll go on it with you. So what about saw, is this what, what about you got going on here? Yes, that's exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, you, you see that, Jay? Yeah, the foil board. Oh yeah, that's that's uh, where. Where are you there? That's the creek in Seward. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. What about what about um, having that out for the right wind direction during a bore tide? Uh, oh. you, know, I, you guys know Darren Mattingly. He does yeah. that. He, on Darren, one of these? Not with the wing, just the foiling the way. He does? Yeah. I heard he broke his ankle, too. Doing that? Because it's shallow. Like, oh, and it's you super got thrown hot. and you got hit. It, and you're three feet in. off the ground, yeah. and oh. he hit the mud or yeah, yeah. rolled yeah. his no, ankle and kind of broke happen. it. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not feeling that. What I'm saying is the stuff in Hawaii where they like yeah. Dave Kalama and that, they downwind from like Malachi to like these big open ocean swells. Right, down to Lanai or down yeah, to Maui. Yeah, that. Just ride a big wave. Just yep. So we get out, toilet bowl. Back to Whittier, yep. Or Seward when it, you know, when Seward starts rolling, yeah. Um, past Kane's Head and Costello Head, mm-hmm. in there, we get on those big, wide open ocean swells. That'd be sick. And paddle on them, man. That would be so cool. It's we get you going. So it, one thing that I was kind of worried about watching them is because I've done the um, uh, wind boarding, not the wind surfing. Yeah, windsurfing, but is that not the right one? Windsurfing. Kite. Kite boarding. Thank you. And it's like too much shit. <laughs> like, it, there's just like, I mean, I, I like, I got it figured out. And by the time I got it figured out, I was like, oh, you know, the thing I don't like about this is it doesn't feel like natural at all. And I just like threw it on the ground. I was like, I'm done. It's the same mm. way I feel. So how how is this compared to that? Well, it's like four sports in one, kind of. Yeah. Because you can foil a wave. Yeah. 
paddle into it prone with your hands. You can paddle into it with a paddle, sup, foil. You can wing foil with a wing. And then there's downwinding, however you want to try that, too. Yeah, it's yeah. like multifaceted. Right. And the amount of junk, I'm the same way with that kiteboarding thing. It's all yeah. like, we're in Alaska, and wind and strings and cold, it's just not a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not You're trying to all. manage that. Yeah. I'm kind of solo a lot. Like, yeah. I'm trying to do this crap by myself. Yeah. And I don't have a guy to launch my kite. And I don't have a guy to retrieve my kite. And I'm sure you can do it by yourself if you're good. Yeah. I just not that. This, like, I'm by myself there. And uh, so it doesn't feel like it's like too much stuff. No. It's like, um, just imagine climbing up onto your surfboard. The, the wing is laying in the water. Yeah. You raise the wing up. It's just going to flag out downwind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hold yep. it. And then you just kind of pull it in, and you start, once you start moving, yep. that foil, it stabilizes everything. That's yeah. so much in the water. Yeah. Mm. It, you're not wobbly anymore. Yeah. You're not yeah, it looks janky. Like so, yeah, it looks so stable when you're riding on it. And then once you, if you can get going eight miles an hour, uh -huh. you're going to come up on foil. Yeah. And then all That's the, the sweet spot. Well, I'm not pro, but from my experience, is about eight miles. You get going ten on, depending on what foil you got. But there's that, there's all that. But anyways, once you, like say it's windy and choppy. Yeah. Once you come up on foil, all the wind chop went away. You're yeah. not riding on that crap. You're yeah. you're just riding on top. On top. Just and it yeah. all went away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so here. We surf. Yeah. Surf's not always good. No. Sometimes there's And it's wind. super hard to get to and really timely. I need something else to do yeah, when I go yeah. out there. I need yeah. another option when I yeah, go yeah, out yeah. there. This is rad. What would be cool, can you undo the foil and then just use this regular paddleboard the times you don't want to foil? Yeah, they have models that'll do that. Yeah. Because that one be cool I have, though. no. No. Okay. No. I yeah, mean, you, like can, you could unbolt it, maybe, and, and that's that. not inflatable, that's, right? That one is inflatable. It I, is. I have another one that's not. Okay. Because yeah. it'd be cool to get one that you could unbolt it and it's inflatable. So then that seems like the best. Because I inflatable paddleboard in Alaska all the time, right? Like once a week at least. So, and when you know when we can, yeah, yeah. And uh, so if I could easily put one of these foils on, that would be sick as fuck. I I haven't seen um you could probably just fit some fins on it because it's a different uh box mm -hmm. it's a different box to hold the foil it's two like long surfboard fin boxes instead of one. Oh, okay it's a fin box of yeah. sorts is, yeah, but it's yeah. different yeah and you just get a modified fin or we build one yeah you could you could do something that sounds sick well for people that don't aren't are just listening they don't know what the fuck a foil is what we're talking about here it's pretty much like a stand a, a stand-up uh sup board that has an extension on the bottom with like a, a wing yeah or something like that, that a is wing. that a, a wing a good explanation yeah. mm -hmm. and i would say it's about what, th three feet that one in the picture that you were had up there is uh five six. Oh, okay the board itself yeah. Are you talking about the mass? I'm that's talking about the height of the, the mass the is three feet, maybe. Yeah, maybe three feet. Okay. And do those come in various yeah heights and oh, for depth? Yeah, like if you're you know maybe beginnerish, it's about a foot and a half, or oh. if you're really pro from Dover, it's 
90 centimeters? Is that some over three? I don't know. Gotcha. It's, mine's in the middle. The one I have is right in the middle. Yeah. It's kind of a happy medium. Yeah. So the idea is eventually once you get some speed, you're going to be raised up off, and you're pretty much in the air, and that, that wing is in the water still. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. badass. It's amazing how they, like, keep themselves right, too, watching those these guys in Hawaii with that thing, like, catching yeah. a wave or a swell, you know? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't, like, throw off your momentum real bad? It, kinda it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it does. <laughs> like, the way you're supposed to learn is you learn the foil behind a boat. Oh. first mm. and so getting when pulled. i was done learning that getting pulled the boat wake when you get to the top of the boat there's a lot more energy and that foil feels it you raise up and if you breach oh, the foil you. you automatically go over the bars because you lost all lift uh, oh when it so comes out of the water then. so you gotta to tilt it manually you gotta front foot pressure yeah keep it mm. down but but the different parts of the boat wake, you, you feel the different amounts of energy. Yeah. So you kind of just can stay in the sweet spot ah. and, and an ocean swell or something. There's energy in that. Yeah, yeah. So they, mm. they these guys knew what they were doing then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen that like little surfer toy? My twins have it. And it, it looks just like one of these. And you throw it out in a wave and it catches every wave right up to the beach. So like oh, when huh. you watch that happening... And then you look out and see these guys doing it. You're like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Well, we're going to do that. Mental. I'll do it I've with been you. looking for a wingman because you can't do this by, well, I'll it's hard to drive a boat and anchor it and wing foil by yourself. Yeah. We'll because, you like, it. you ultimate, it's kind of a downwind thing. When you're learning, yeah. you're definitely going downwind. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I have people on the beach just tell me, golly, that looks hard because I'm going out. And then going downwind, and then I have to walk back up the beach and just do, do it, it again. again. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, this lady's like, what is that called? And I'm like, wing foiling? She's like, that looks really hard. <laughs> like it is. A little, a little hassle factor in that. <laughs> oh, there you go. Not, but back to the surfer stoke thing. You're in the water. You're, boom, you're, you feel mm. good. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Um, if it once you get that down, it's not quite an e-bike. I was just about to say, but it that, definitely man. is not snow machining either. It's uh -huh. it's uh, uh, it's more of a therapeutic thing too. Mm. Mm. Kind of like sup. Yeah. 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 That's rad. That, that's awesome. That's, see that. That's the one I'm been working towards. That's the next. Sweet. Yeah. Let's do it. I'll get out yeah. there with you, Jay. What would you do? Like anchor up in a bay and and then. Well, the work wind. the tide and and the wind and find the right. Well, like you you've been on Whittier, right? Sure. You come out of the harbor and you start going to the toilet bowl. Yeah. The wind's generally blowing one direction or the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming out of the head of the bay usually. So you passage, just, yeah. If we're gonna wing foil, we just go and oh. we're gonna go downwind and I'm getting in and I'm going. Just follow me with the boat and pick me up. Yeah. Yep. And then we'll, okay. it's like a ski lift. We're going back. Go back out. Oh. Going back and then you're doing it. <laughs> okay. Take turns. And then, um, or have a or have a guy just run and then take you both, right? Can yeah. You too. Or if you're gonna do swell, like I've seen, like from Costello had the cane said, I, you know, I've seen rolling ocean swell, five foot, you know, trough fish yeah. stuff, and then that you, I would, you can either 
ride in on the wing, flag it out, and just hold it, and then ride the wave and just hang onto the wing or paddle in with a sup paddle. Yeah. Mm. And just try and ride that wave. That's that, like, a, a mile. or I, I have surfed the boar tide for 20 minutes before. I've done, like, whatever, miles on the boar tide, and, and that's pretty crazy. That's yeah. really cool, but... I mean, riding a wave or something for uh, miles and minutes yeah. is just awesome, I think. It is. And it's something, it's like, we've never, like, man. as, like, surfers or whatever, we've never been able to do before, you know? like you know, it's you, brand new. Yeah. It's kind of like snowboarding was back when I, start, I started getting yeah. into Ski it. Ski biking. Ski biking. Yep. 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 I mean, watching these dudes in Hawaii, yeah, they... they they knew what they were doing. They're having a lot of fun, and they were they were countering well, you know. So they were able to stay. And I can't remember the wind direction exactly, but I know the swell was moving one way, so it might have been where they were countering perfect in terms of the swell and the yeah. wind, or they were just good at what they were doing yeah. and were able to like keep like a localized position. They definitely went down the beach like a half mile, but it was a big beach. Mm, nice. That's rad. That's rad. J man. Thanks for coming yeah. through. Thanks yeah. for all the info. Thanks for the awesome stories. Great stories, man. Um, checking out your YouTube page if anyone wants to check it out. It's AKJ's Alaska. I mean, you you must have like a hundred videos on here of yeah. just all the cool stuff that you're doing. Um, the Instagram is AK underscore J's underscore Alaska as well. Um, if you want to look up that. Thanks for your history and and just being bold to to uh, get after it as a young man and, and not be afraid to take that risk. I mean, you could have just been a boring electrician your whole life. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for that. And, um, and thanks for having me on. It's, yeah. It was, yeah, it was a it. pleasure, man. You're, you are an original for sure. And OG. I mean, it just, In you small know, circles. <laughs> I mean, it just, it's really cool because Alaska has this like badass evolution of, coolness and it all kind of stemmed from like the 70s mm. that through the 80s and 90s where all this like cold new shit came out yeah and and i was a little bit too young to you know i, I guess i could have gotten an award in the surfing but it's really great that it was it because it it was probably really popular in your circle but it really wasn't like a huge thing no generally to the like alaskan public it wasn't like just something everybody knew you were doing surfing in Alaska. Even snowboarding when it came up, it was just so kind of like not mainstream, like, you know what I mean? And yeah. and to see what it's become now and all the stuff you guys did and pioneered, it's cool. It's a really cool history. Yeah. And you're kind of a, like, linchpin of all that, involved being involved in all that. So, yeah, like I dig it. Teaching my brothers to snowboard. And yeah. That one, day I mean. can, yeah. that one day can change That's somebody's crazy. life. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. You don't. You, you know, I I never thought of it until I was like thirty five years old. I'm like, man, that one day, that, yeah, th that did it all. That's beautiful. And so, man, I encourage people just to like, dude, you got to do it. And ain't nobody gonna do it for you. You got to want it and get out there and and throw down. And when you do that, you influence other people and other generations to do it. Exactly. And that's what's important. It, I mean, you you definitely did that for my generation. We were all borderline kids, you know, oh, yeah, like 100%. we all snowboarders. I know. It, yeah. it, I appreciate that. And I mean, I have kids come up to me and he's like, like what you say. And I'm all like, you know, at the time you didn't think about it like that. It's yeah. just like I'm doing, I'm 
doing whatever I'm doing, and I'm snowboarding, and we're doing movie or whatever. What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Right? And you don't think, and then years later, kids are like, "Man, you really influenced my life," and, and yep. stuff like that. It's it's yep. pretty crazy, and and I and I'm kind of like I said maybe earlier was. I, I I have a hard time seeing that in in people now or youth yeah. or the next yeah. generation. Yeah, I'm not. It's kind of a bummer. Yeah, it is kind of. A I won't, I won't, um, well, there's more entertainment now. There's more things to do. Whereas back then, there was like you just got to get outside. Yeah, and get that after was part it. of playing out in the woods and doing what you did yeah. as a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now there's uh you more know the phone and the and the watch yeah. and Social everything media, that just has yeah. everything in front of you. You don't have to go and actually do it yourself when you can watch someone else do it. You know, yeah. it's kind of sad. Yeah, but there still be some kids out there. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Here's to yesterday. Here's to yesterday, <laughs> boys. Yeah, yeah. Yes, right. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thank you, Alaska. Thank you, Jay Liska, Good for coming call, out. We appreciate it. you. We love you. Uh, stay wild, Alaska. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Looking to buy or sell a home? Look no further than Alaska's number one real estate team at alaskashometeam.com. Decades of local experience, knowledge, and expertise in a competitive real estate market. Alaska's home team makes buying or selling your home a breeze. Give them a call today at 907-277-3777. Lady with the Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details. Specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings, retreats, birthdays, bridal, and baby showers. Find Lady with the Plan on Instagram. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They're the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation. Find their products, such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce carts, and more at the Treehouse AK and other dispensaries around the state. Ask your local bud tender about A-K-O. TheTreehouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machine under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older. Keep out of the reach of children and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. 
Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth, and it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy, and it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.